Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to, oh, I think this is an episode of the Ungrown Ups podcast. This is episode number 67, otherwise known as the 67th episode, and it's been a while. It has been a while. I'm surprised I remembered words. Yes. Which is a good thing, right, yeah. to remember those words. Yeah, I haven't seen you in over a month, I think. It's been yeah, crazy. It's been, yeah. And the last couple times, like, I don't know, I've just been tired when we well, were supposed to Well, it was, work. so... There was also a holiday, I think. There was Father's Day. There yeah, was the Fourth of, of July. Yeah. You had a sore throat mm-hmm. right before we were about. My, Grace and I were about to go on our road trip, which is probably a better idea to avoid people during that time. And yeah, you want, yep. didn't want to risk that. And yeah, it's just. I did shove a Q-tip in my nose hole. For shits and giggles, or no, for the actual? Yeah, because co- I had that sore throat, so I tested twice. And nada. You're not pregnant. Nope. No. Nor day. do I have COVID. Nice. Or did I have COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's really... I mean, did you get those home tests? Yes. Okay, from the it's, Postal Service? It's weird how... it's So it's 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 got a different level of anxiety when taking the test. One <laughs> is like, you know you're not touching your brain when you're doing the swab. So you, you don't have that anxiety. No, but it's still... It's up enough and it burns a little bit. Yeah, but then it's just like you're, you're freaking out just making sure you didn't somehow screw up the process. Right. Like, did your test already have the little liquid pre-filled? I got it? both. So I don't know how they decided what was what to give you. Because the first ones we got, you the the liquid came in a little uh, bottle that you had to twist a cap right. off and squirt it inside yeah. the other container. Yeah, and then the other ones had the container pre-filled. Right. Right. I got both for some weird reason. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't understand the difference, but I don't know how they decided which one should and which one shouldn't. But the, one, the first one I did had already pre-filled. Okay. And the second one didn't. And when I opened it, I was very confused. And it wasn't in the same box? Because there's two tests per... No, it was a different box. I had given one one of the tests away. Yeah, yeah. So it was a different box that I opened, and I didn't look at... It shows you on the side which one it is. Gotcha. I noticed later. Um, But no, I didn't look and hadn't... I was like very confused. Like, oh, shit. Did they screw up? Did I screw up? Like, what what do I do? And the directions aren't very good. No. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. And then one of them wants you to download an Mm -hmm. app for the results. No, sir. Why would you do that? Right. Yeah. It's like, well, it's pretty clear what I have here is right. positive or negative, but yeah. Well, and I think they just, maybe they're just, they want to track you. They want to track yeah. basically, which makes sense considering the fact that with these at-home tests, there's no real known positivity rate because people yeah. obviously aren't reporting the results right. of their at-home tests, right. but yeah, it's a little weird. You know, it's been so long since we've done this yes. that wacky shit's happened in this country. Yeah. Yeah. And depressing shit has happened in this country. Yeah. We've decided that women are, once again, second-class citizens. Yeah. They don't have any control over their own bodies, which is pretty fucked up. And then at the same time, there's some outrage because some douchey Supreme Court judge can't eat a steak without being disturbed. What? I didn't hear this part. Yeah. Kavanaugh was uh, at Morton's Steakhouse somewhere and didn't even encounter the protesters, but there were protesters outside. Uh Uh-huh. Given their 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 freedom of speech, they sure. had the right to protest, yeah. and uh, he there was complaints about it, but not even from Kavanaugh, but from the restaurant owner. Okay, that that shouldn't happen. But it's like, well, if you're letting, you know, the the people that are um, the pro life protesters allowing them to protest right at an abortion clinic or yeah. at, at a Planned Parenthood or wherever, and, and kind of infringe upon the rights of those that are entering for whatever medical reasons, sure. Then it seems fair to flip the table on them and just harass the assholes no, that decided to do this. No, because it's never that's that's not how they think. Well, of course not. Right, it's, obviously. Yeah, logic doesn't apply. But <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to start off with depression, but no, no, no. It just, it just kind of occurred to me that it, that's how long it's been. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's... You're allowed to open carry, by the way, if you'd like, wherever. Yes, without even needing a permit yeah. or any sort of training. Yep. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. It's frightening is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That it definitely is, and it's, eh, it's. It's a frustrating time. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's, just, it's crazy to me that <laughs> that this is the direction that we've just decided this is what makes sense. And not we, they, they being pretty much people that think that the Bible is what should rule my life. Well, and the other thing is is like it's amazing how minority rule has really come into a thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you have a president that that lost the popular vote and right. was able to seat three Supreme Court justices and do all these things. And it's just, it's a, it's, and I, I think the frustrating thing for me is that without this turning into like talk radio, yeah, political right. talk yeah, radio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not, the, I think the, fr- the frustrating thing is, is like both political parties are playing by two different rules. One of them wants to follow the rules and do the right thing. Yeah. And the other one doesn't give a shit. Right. And unfortunately the side that doesn't give a shit is getting away with a lot more than the side that's willing to actually follow the rules. Right. So then it's kind of like stop following the rules and get some shit done. But then it's like, is it a slippery slope? It's just, ugh, fuck. Well, and, I, and to be clear too, this has nothing to do with who's the president. I don't give two shits less than that, but this has no. a lot to do with the other folks, i.e. like the Supreme court that are making decisions that shouldn't be made. We decided this a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, all well, the all the trigger laws and everything. It's just really effed up. Yeah, it's a slippery slope because now they're yeah. looking at going after uh, basically the shit that goes down in your bedroom, like who yeah. you're married to and yeah. what you're doing. And all. it's just, yeah. Well, and the fact that the matter is that overturning Roe v. Wade, while it seems on the surface, it only affects it pretty, pretty. It's a slip to your point of slippery slope for everybody. Yeah. Because it's all about privacy yeah. and the ability to decide what you want right. to do for your own, for yourself. And right. with this crack in the in the shield or whatever you want to call right. it. I mean, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just, it, it's disappointing that we are where we are in this point in time. And yet we feel like we've just kind of leapfrogged back oh, dude, years or yeah. decades. Well, it definitely feels like, you know, we went 50 years backwards. Oh yeah, for sure. And there was a, actually, we don't have to belabor it too much. And I'm not, I don't remember the lady's name conveniently, but there's some woman that actually has been working towards this end for like 20 years and helping to foster the environment that allowed Roe v. Wade to be overturned. Yeah. I read a whole article about it and it was like infuriating to read. I oh, can't yeah. remember if I sent it to you or not. Probably not, but I, I think I've read something similar Yeah, and you're just, yeah, it's, it's baffling that people think that a book yeah. Whether you believe it or not, good for you, I don't care, right? That that is to dictate what everybody does, whether or not they believe in that same book or not. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Well, and then Didn't that, we go to Afghanistan and, like, fight the Taliban because we thought they were doing something that was bad and human rights? That's what's funny about that's it. That's the hypocrisies. When they look down right. at other religions for doing the exact same thing well, They that fought holy doing. wars for thousands of years, right? So, right. Right. Yeah. Thou shalt not kill unless... Yeah, I'm all for the separation of, of church and state, and I'm all for taxing churches, especially yeah. those that decide to throw their weight or throw their voice into the ring and, and encourage their congregation to right. to vote one way or the other. Yeah. Um, that's bullshit. I did think it was funny that the so the Supreme Court also backed up that that coach that wanted to pray with his 
football players. Yeah. Which is totally stupid. But anyways, um, so there was a guy, I just saw this yesterday or today. There's another football coach that says he's going to organize a Muslim uh, prayer. Uh, well, there was a Muslim one. There's also a satanic one. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's a couple of them. They're like, fine, screw you. Yeah, the church of Satan is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. It's not about Satanism as, no. as people think it is. It's, their intention is using that same excuse of religion to justify mm -hmm. why it's not legal mm -hmm. or why this shouldn't be allowed. Right. And they just basically are taking the counterpoint using Satanism as the reason. So yeah. they're saying, okay, well, if this is part of a religious, you know, tolerance, then my, this kind of made up Satanist religion thing, you should be able to re respect that. And so therefore I think they were even pushing the fact that maybe, uh, abortion is part of their their religious ceremony, oh. and therefore, if you're preventing them from from practicing their religion, it's right. it's an issue. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's they're kind of like the ACLU, but <laughs> a little bit more extreme. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So uh, let's lighten things up yeah, a little let's do bit. That. I'm going to tell you about a movie. I'm going to tell you about this chart that I just sent you. You sent me a chart? Well, yeah. Like, is there a graph or just a chart? Because if there's the, no it's graph. It's the colored grid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the rude compounds on Reddit. Yeah. Did you see what I came up with? Yes. I like and, it. And so basically, it's it's a grid. So you have a column of words and a, uh, a, a row. Yeah, row yeah. and columns. So it's an X and Y axis. And they're, they're color-coded with the darker the red, the more common the insult is. So dumbass yeah. is like a dark red. Or like uh, scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. But they have all sorts of, of combinations, and I thought it was kind of fun. So you have ass, wad, you know, some of the ones, yeah. they're, they're not all that common, but you can put them together. I think the most, there's ones that are like practically white, which means that. Lib goblin? Yeah. Oh, dip goblin. That's weird. I think the lightest one is dirt tard. Yeah, look, nah, dirt. Dirt hat? Wit. Dirt wit. Dirt wit might be. But yeah. I, my, uh, my go-to insults as a kid was always blank face or blank head. Yeah, those are good. Right, which is kind of funny when you think about it. You're oh, like, yeah, yeah, like a face can't be stupid. But a butt head. Yeah, you could have a butt for a head. Yeah, or a butt or, face. That's true. Ass face. It's, it's interesting how that is an insult. I think But it, it goes together so some well. Some of these ones that are lighter are funny because, like, okay, so I like wank waffle that's on here. Yeah, and wank waffle is the one that you, you replied yeah, to. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's in about the 10 range. So the ones that are like barely used, some of those are pretty funny. Yeah, well, exactly. Because obviously douchebag, everybody knows douchebag. Right. But have but you ever heard douche of a douche wad? goblin? Yep, I have not. That's a good one. That is a good one. What about, <laughs> no, that was dumb, dumb sucker. <laughs> Who's using that? Stop it. Cockstain? I've heard that before. I, I, I've yeah. heard Cox Swain. That's a rowy person. That is somebody. Oh, that, that's the yelly rowy person. Yes. Yeah. 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 The one that rides along. Yeah. Piss Lord. That's, that's a good, good one. one. <laughs> but anyways, I thought it was kind of a fun, like X plus Y equals a new, somebody a new insult. Dirt hat. Why? I don't know. Oh no, that's gotta be a zero. That's a, that's very light. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, scum nozzle isn't really anything big. No. But, like, douche nozzle would be, you know? So, it, it is kind of interesting, This the uh, the insults. And the, the color coding is the number of comments using the given term. Yeah, how frequently they're so used. So, the darkest red has been used five, three million times. Dude, so, so, dumbass is three million times. Right, which is pretty... I mean, I use it all the time in just yeah, yeah. common English and just spoken English. So, in, like, ass hat, I, I use a lot. Dipshit. Dipstick is a good one. I've used that before. Dipstick. Yeah, that, yeah, that you one's stupid. Dipstick. Yeah, I was gonna say like I think, aren't, don't the British kind of have a lot of those where it it 
two inoffensive words, but put together just sound demeaning. I think the British can make anything sound demeaning just with their accents. Yeah. Like you're such a dull spoon or something. You're like, oh. <laughs> dull spoon. You're like, oh. That's, oh. A, that's actually a um, butler insult. I, it could be. I'm just, you know, because they would polish the silverware. Oh, yeah. I was thinking not from a shine standpoint. I was thinking from like a cutting standpoint. No. Oh, but I see. It could, so now got, I understand. There's, there's layers. Yeah, yeah. There are layers here. Uh, I went and saw a movie recently. I saw one last night. I saw two, actually. Yeah, what'd you see? Uh, the first movie I went and saw was Lightyear. The Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. For some reason, I thought that was coming straight to like Disney Plus. No, like when it, I think it's quick to Disney Plus though. Maybe like a couple weeks because like Doctor Strange was in theaters, but then I think like a month later it was on Disney Plus. It was pretty fast. Yeah, because I didn't see really anything. Well, probably because we don't have like actual live TV. Everything is on demand. Yeah, I didn't really see any sort of advertising for it. And Same. what little I did see, it never clicked that this was a theatrical release. Right. The well, the the um, one trailer that I saw was on Instagram. So that's where I saw the ad. For okay. It. So that's where I saw it. But the movie was decent. It was exactly what I thought it was though. So the movie is the movie that Andy saw as a kid that to, made him want that to made buy him want the, the Buzz Lightyear toy. Gotcha. So it takes place back in the whatever. Yes. Yeah, so a 90, whatever, yeah, when, whatever that figure. was that came out. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was, it was a fun kind of brainless, like meh. Was yeah. it like a 90-minute movie or was Something this... like that. But we went to... So the theater, uh, the Century 25 at Catella. Okay. Over in Anaheim. There's... Over by the pond? Yep. Over by the pond and the Tilted Kilt okay. uh, is over there. So anyways, that theater is $5.50 on Tuesdays. Oh, okay. So it's like discount Tuesdays. Yeah. And I bought... So I took my niece and nephew. We got a large popcorn. Oh, by the way, I'll tell you this in a second. They were frustrating. I got okay. a large popcorn. We got two waters of candy and a soda or something like yep. that. In normal times, that's like $800 worth of yeah. movie theater stuff. $22. I had the so same thought last night. everything is cheap. Yes. I thought that same thing last night. I saw Top Gun Maverick finally. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it yet. And I, I you know, it came out at Memorial Day weekend. Something like that. Like, wanted to see it right when it came out, but obviously packed house. Sure. And the, the theater nearest my house is one of those ones where you can pick your seats. Yeah, that's how this one is, too. And so every time we went... recliners? To, right. Yeah. Yeah, with a lazy boy yep. and... And you get the little push button and get the waiter to come over. So every time we um, went to look to see what seats were available, every seat was full except for like the like one, the one seat in the yeah. back corner or the front row. I hate when they let they shouldn't allow stra- strand stranded seats like that. Yeah, but I mean, how? I mean, if somebody wants to go to the movies by themselves, the you base like you could try to buy tickets to the baseball game. They won't let you do it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won't let you strand a single seat. I've never had that problem. Yeah, I went to buy tickets, or I was looking at tickets for a game, and it said I couldn't buy tickets where I wanted to buy. Them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. So we went, finally saw the the, uh, movie last night because we were able to get decent seats in the middle of the Mm. theater. And so we get in there and, you know, we hit the button as as we're seated while the uh, previews are playing or whatever. And uh, the sweet seven hours of ads. But I was, it was intriguing because this was, the lights were still on, the house lights were up, and it was just like the theater ads. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, so we, we order and we got a bottomless soda for eight bucks. Oh, they're not doing bottomless anything at this yeah. theater over here anymore. And they'll refill it. So you just hit the button, they come back, and huh. you sell what they want, and they, they'll go get yeah. the refill. Which is interesting because we shared a drink. We didn't have to get three drinks. That's we cool. Just, so we, we shared we shared a uh, Coke Zero, and then a bottomless bucket of popcorn was 10 bucks. So it was 18 bucks. Yeah, that's cheap. For all you could eat and drink, and we got 
one refill on the drink and we didn't even go through all the popcorn. Yeah. So they clearly came out ahead. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and popcorn is pennies. Right. So even at 10 bucks, it's hilarious how much they charge for popcorn. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But to but me, that's still less than it that was. That seemed before. cheap. Right. Right. Because I want to say like a, a, like a, a large was like 1450 or something like that. Right. And so for it to just be just 10 bucks was kind of surprisingly cheap. And I, that, surprised me yeah i was very surprised because i knew the tickets were cheap because i bought the tickets right tickets, but i didn't know the the yeah. online th- or the snacks would be cheap my tickets weren't cheap and and the one thing that was a little bit of bullshit was the uh the convenience charge so i bought the tickets online okay right oh yeah for, yeah, for yeah, local theater yeah. and the i think the what was it the the main showing like the, not the non-matinee pricing was 21 bucks for an adult that's a lot it is but it's walking distance to the house. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you're, you're paying for the convenience. And uh, then, like, child and senior rate is, like, 1850 So, we, we brought Nana Sandy, Grayson, yeah. and Jeanette and I, we all went. So, it was, like, with the convenience fee, it was, like, 84 Jeez, bucks. So crazy. So crazy. Tickets so, were 475 I think, when we were kids. 450 Yeah, maybe. as a matinee. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, the the nighttime showing was, like, 725 yeah, $7.50, something, something like that. Yeah. And so, it was interesting to see... On one hand, okay, the ticket prices are, are a little nutty, but then the the refreshment prices are yeah, cheap, weird. which is weird because the theaters make them more money on the concessions, right. not on the tickets. Well, but I think that it's gotten out of hand at the point where people just weren't buying stuff, maybe. And now, I mean, they seem like they're pretty packed. We went the last weekend, I think it was, went and saw the new Minions movie, so the Rise of Gru. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff was back to regular price. So I guess at this theater, it's only Tuesdays that it's really cheap. Okay. But. Well, but, it's kind of nice that they do everything discounted on that same day. Right. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, and I don't know if it's the actual theater or if it's, I use Fandango. Oh, okay. To get tickets. So I, it may be a Fandango thing. No, because I think it's, I think it would be a theater thing. Because I know Tuesdays yeah, typically have, have been, I've heard of that. Oh, okay. In the past. Like, yeah, yeah. They'll even do like summer Tuesdays ah. where they, they have that same thing at, at various theater chains where they'll no. show older movies, like G-rated kid movies. Oh, yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. And it's like four bucks. Uh, so the same weekend, it's same deal, right? In the seat, the previews playing, whatever. And they've got all the, not the previews, the ads. Ads, yeah. It was, you know, that Fathom Events does all the like yeah, live stuff? concerts yep, or whatever. That's how we saw. Uh, that's rad. They did the okay, and all yeah, everything yeah. else. Uh, twenty five years, <laughs> Men in Black. Oh, wow. it's been twenty five years. It was Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, so that was last weekend. Interesting. So the one thing that I thought was really interesting is when the lights dimmed. Yeah, Tom Cruise came on, and 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 it was some little thing where he was thinking, like a PSA. Sort of. I mean, it's what it looked like. He's sitting in a theater and he uh-huh. just saying how you know proud he was to be able to make this movie and how thankful he was and he hopes that we enjoy it and then the movie started weird which was kind of cool i didn't have to sit through like 30 minutes of stupid trailers for shit that i didn't want to see yeah oh that's weird so they they had trailers during like the previews when the house lights were still on yeah yeah yeah. but once the lights dimmed it was tom cruise and then the movie started interesting and i will say without spoiling the movie for those who haven't seen it it doesn't involve planes it does not involve planes no it does it does oh 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 but there are lots of parallels. Are there just a bunch of references to the first movie? Yes. That's annoying. Sort of, but it's kind of cool. Okay. Like, like the opening scene, the opening credits, like the aircraft carrier, the, the soundtrack, yeah. the visuals. Feels the same? Yes. That's cool. I heard but, he's also got another volleyball scene. No, it's not volleyball, but it's another outdoor oh, beach sport okay. with balls. But it's it's what the hell is the other outdoor beach sport with balls? And they played football. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. And uh, so 
that was, I think, the biggest disappointment was like one, it was it was kind of nice that they had all these little references yeah. to the original movie, but at the same time, it was like there was too many references to the original movie. Like this could have gone a little further different. Yeah, so sure. it was weird where it had that familiarity kind of sentimentality to it. Like you're like, okay, that's cool, and the story has a new twist, and it, it it's it's a it's a total popcorn crowd pleasing sure. flick, yeah, as you would expect. As you would expect, yeah. and uh, but yeah, I, I, part of me just wishes it was more unexpected in some ways. Yeah, but I mean that kind of movie is gonna be formulaic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how much you could change. Yeah, I had to talk to my buddy Sean. He was one of the writers. He oh. helped uh, do some of the rewrites on the script, and he said there were some some scenes that they wanted to do with the director that they had to cut, and yeah. they you know the director saw it a different way. So I would love to talk to him to find out what he wanted to include that wasn't in the movie. Should like get the, him to tell us here, and then we would have a scoop. Yeah, we'll ask him if yeah. he wants to come on. They um so. <laughs> Uh, complete opposite. The Minions Rise of Gru was a very. As soon as I thought the movie was going to get started, like, oh, okay, it's picking up, it yeah. was over. Yay. So it was flat. It was that kind of movie. We're just kind of. I mean, it, the first two, if you like the Minions movies, the other movies are better. Okay. This one was okay for $5. I don't care. Yeah. What I was upset about was. I was, what do you look forward to when you now were you the seeing movies? these by yourself no i went with my nieces and nephews okay there. that's <laughs> yeah. i don't think no, we mentioned that no part. sorry i was with children <laughs> uh well no i did mention i took my niece and nephew to see lightyear i think well if not i, think, I did I just, now you just mentioned all the snacks you got oh yeah but I don't that's, that's fair that was just for me <laughs> yeah. yeah just for me yeah. no um so you know i look forward to butter popcorn okay that's just like that's yeah, my guilty movie thing right your movie style popcorn so we get to the theater to yep. watch the minions rise of Gru, and my am immediately had just disappointed because there's a giant sign that says no butter how does that even happen supply chain according to the theater that's bullshit because they get that stuff like in 50 or, gallon drums yeah and i know it's not butter but still like run to the store or something yeah like there's come on now i was very disappointed so i didn't get popcorn well, yeah, it'd be all dry. Yeah, it'd be terrible. That's that's who eats popcorn without butter on it. Like, well, yeah, I don't know. It's it's those people that get the uh, the the pre popped bags of popcorn. Like some at the of those are actually store. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Grayson's a fan of Pirates Booty, but it's not really popcorn. That's not. That's just cheese stuff, right? Yeah, it's like a corn puff. Yeah, yeah. with cheese flavoring, but it it kind of comes across as popcorn. Sure, I like the uh, I've had Skinny Pop. That's pretty decent. Yeah, but it's not the same as movie movie no, theater it's butter. It's not. Not even the microwave popcorn that has movie theater butter, and I just air quoted that. Yes, yes. Yeah, is the same. It's not the same. It's, it's not, not the same, just because the, I think the the ratio of butter to kernel is a little different. But the like some of those popcorn ones aren't too bad. Oh, and this theater does the thing where they fill it halfway, butter it, fill it the rest of the way and then rebutter it oh and then they give you a cup of butter that yeah. you can just apply it. right it's pretty ridiculous oh, actually shit. that's like that's, i've had to actually tell them like hey not so much butter. Yeah, a little, that's a little much and i like it nice. and i've seen somebody do you ever see that thing they put the straw in the butter deal and they shove it to the bottom of their thing the straw the bucket the... so they put a you know the where you butter your own popcorn oh, yeah yeah so they put i've seen somebody put a straw on that dispenser oh so that way the... they can boo it at the bottom yeah and mm. then just like as they go, take it off so that it just, oh God, that's so gross. It's just, that's just like a soggy mess. Isn't it just like liquid lard? I don't know what the hell it is. I think it's but... oil. It's some oil-based something. Well, clearly. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, just, it's just yeah. coating your arteries yeah, as it, it goes through as your system. As we're talking, I can feel. 
I can feel all the buttered popcorn <laughs> in my lifetime, just destroying myself. Um, so I learned something today. Uh, today, you actually learned it. Literally today. Oh, right. Um, yeah, that we have a Redwood Grove about 20 minutes away from here. And you already knew that. Yes, which I was, did. I had no clue. Yeah, in the city of Brea, which yeah. isn't all that far from here, but it's... it's And it's not it's, even all that exciting, the city of Brea. No, nope. the city of Brea is not all exciting. I think the biggest thing to do there is the Brea Mall, which, as most malls are, are kind of dying. Yeah. So um, They do have a, uh, what's that, glasses company that are really famous now. Uh, you're the you know, Warby the, Parker? Yeah, they have a Warby thing? Parker store. Okay. That's all I know. So, yeah, there, there's a, there's a, I don't even know what kind of park it is. is it's it a just regional a park. park? Regional yeah, it's, park. A, it's a, it's Carbon County Regional Park. And I decided to mix it up today. Yeah. And so went there. Because you picked up a, a parks pass, right? Yeah, like I've a, had it for a while now. But you're exploring parks that you can then yeah, make use because of the pass I, for. Typically, like, I'll go to Irvine Park, which is about a 10-minute drive from here, um, only because it's all city street. Uh, but I'll go there, like, three or four times a week. And then I'll go to, to Santiago or whatever. And, and I was and, just like, and wanted when to Ryan says it. he's going there, he's going there because he's taking his dog for a walk. Or I'm going on a trail run or... With the dog. With the dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is all because of the dog. Right. So we go hiking and trail walking and yeah, trail yeah. running, I should say. Picnicking. Off-road. Well, no picnicking. Um, you don't picnic with Ripley? No. What's he going to do? He doesn't know, understand the concept of a picnic. You can sit down on a little picnic blanket. Well, that's true, You I can guess. feed him little snacks. No. I mean, he gets treats, so I guess that's kind of See? the same thing. Same yeah, thing. We're, we're snacking in nature. Yeah, you, you just give him a little dog bowl to drink out of, and you've yeah. got your drink, and you can just sit there and watch the view. I give him like a... Uh, I don't know, a, a pupmosa? That's stretching. Sure. I'm sorry. I Maybe. apologize for that. Anyway, so yeah, we went out there today. and uh, There's a little yeah, Redwood Forest. I had no clue. There were signs that said, or I got a park map that said Redwood Grove. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. And walked over. And what's kind of cool about it, it's really small. It's a small park. I want to say there's only something like 70 Redwoods. It's not even like a No, yeah, that's what I mean. The tree grove itself yeah. is very small. But, I mean, they're beautiful trees. But what's kind of cool is they they obviously take really good care of the area. And they've got, like, mulch down. Yes. And they've got, like, fenced, like, this weird kind of fenced walkway, which I'm not really sure why, because you can just walk wherever you want. So I don't know why you would go in the fence part. Probably to keep more people on the fenced part i guess i don't know yeah but it was cool it was really nice and super shady and so we hung out there for a few minutes and then watered more around the park there's like a weird big dam thing that you can apparently go on top of but i've never been to the park i just know it exists because i, I had friends take pictures there. i was like where the hell is this because there's redwoods yeah and for whatever reason like my perception of redwoods is that's a northern california coastal kind of thing totally agree but these are coastal redwoods yeah but in yeah. southern california which is strange inland just, southern california yeah well yeah, yeah i guess brea's what brea's pretty inland what 45 minutes in from the ocean you yeah think? i mean relatively speaking it's inland yeah yeah but is 45 minutes really inland it's no newport well true it's not waterfront but 45 right. minutes isn't like i mean it's not like phoenix but at the right, same time right. it's right it's not exactly the beach i don't think coastal i don't think brea yeah it's true they like probably don't like, get the onshore breeze that you would get if you were somewhere coastal exactly okay um but yeah it was cool and to your point about the pictures there were the second you get out of your car when you park like kind of right where the trail head is uh -huh. to get to those it says a uh, for professional photography requires permit and there's signs everywhere for it which is which is strange because you're on public parkland yeah right? you've paid to be there and right. if you want to take somebody's picture professionally you've got to pay again correct you and i don't even know where you would get a permit 
Like I don't, I Through doubt the, the ranger station of the park. Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't maybe. know. It, it seems kind of odd. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the professional photography park pass would cost. There was a lady with a very long lens taking bird pictures. Right, and that's the thing is like, but when, is that professional? I don't know. Yeah, that's the strange thing is because like right now, like even if you go to a concert or a sporting event, you can get, pre- they can prevent your access based on the camera you're carrying, in. SLRs, yeah. I mean, anybody can buy one. They're pretty ubiquitous now. Right. Right. And getting a, a lens, if you have like a 300 millimeter lens, like some places are like, no, that's that's professional grade. You're like, no, I just want to be able to see the player right. from my cheap seats or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it seems kind of strange for them to say, okay, no professional photography. But it, if you had all the gear and you weren't charging for it, is it allowed? Like, If you're well, a professional photographer, but you're doing this for free, therefore not making any money on it with the park then say no i don't know and it also if i so i guess technically if i take one of the photos i took today yes and put it on the social media fix or something oh yeah and sold it yeah and sold it i would be in violation but you're not a professional so it seems but that's a professional photo is it taken by an amateur I mean, yeah I'm, that's pretty, what I, I'm pretty good yes but you're not a professional no not by trade but i i have sold a photo yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a very confusing situation. Right. That's what, yeah, that's the no, I get what you're saying. Here. I just, all right, I'm now puzzling through it. I don't know. But point of the whole thing is that it's a really neat park, and I, I quite enjoyed it. It's really flat, which was surprising. Um, there's a couple spots where there's a couple steep climbs that you could definitely get up to, but for the most part, the park is flat. So, how much time would you spend in this park? We were there for like an hour, almost two hours. Okay, so if you were to go back, do you think it'd be the same stint or would it? You Probably just... longer, actually. Because there's more trail we didn't look at. Okay. There's a whole thing where, like I said, there's like, I don't know if it's a dam or what it is that you can go, go up, up to the top. So I didn't do that. And then um, there's a lake at the park. We walked around the lake, but we didn't explore, I'd say, a quarter of it. And there's another trail that goes off to something else. How's the parking? Fine. For some reason, that always makes, that's always my interesting thing. It's just yeah. like some of these parks are great, but you either can't park in them because there's like tiny little lots. And you yeah. I got there at about, in. let's say, 730. And so it was no problem. Okay. The Irvine Park on a weekend, if you screw up and you don't get there until like 745, there's a line. There's a line down a the street. A huge line, yeah. They actually have to park at the local community college yep. and then hike in. Because mm-hmm. the community college is a good two lights away. And it's a pretty far two lights. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Dude, there was... Um, uh, so I didn't know, or I, I just guess didn't really realize, Irvine Park has, of all things, a farmer's market. Yes, and a zoo. Well, yeah, the zoo, but the farmer's market is on Tuesdays, like Tuesday mornings. So I had gone to go hiking one morning and I come back to my truck and I'm like basically in the farmer's market because I didn't, I parked in that lot not knowing. It's oh. kind of where I normally park because that's where we jump off to a bunch of stuff. And because you can, it's really easy. There's like four or five, six mile loops you can yeah, hit oh, from yeah. there, right? So there's yeah. some decent, decent stuff. And so we get back and I'm like, what the shit? And now I've like got to maneuver my way out of the farmer's market in my forerunner, trying not to hit people buying flowers. Yeah. What time was this when you were leaving? Um, like 10-ish. I was going to say, is the farmer's market? I think it opens at 10. 10 to 2. Yeah, yeah. So they were like setting it all up. But, um, well, it's like the same. The farmer's market over here around the corner from me on Saturdays, I always forget and it always screws up my run. Oh, the one that's in Old Town? Yeah, that's well. Okay. Yeah, Old Town Orange. Yeah, 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 yeah. It always messes up my run because I forget it's there, and then I've got to go a different route, which is, I guess, first. Damn hipsters! Problem. Yeah, right. Get your stupid artisan iced tea somewhere else, okay? So we finally broke down and got Grayson his own cell phone. And <laughs> this by is a ge- thing. 
by getting him his own cell phone, basically, we just gave him my old iPhone right. 10. My niece has, I think, my old iPhone. So he's Grayson's now 12, and what we wanted to do was get him a prepaid SIM card mm. because Jadena... Can you put those in just a regular phone? It's not a special prepaid phone? I literally don't know. Yeah, you. if the phone... It's just the SIM card? Yeah, if Got the it. phone is unlocked... Like, once you've paid the phone off, once yeah. you're out of contract, the phone is then unlocked, or right. you can have it unlocked. Um, and then you can pop in a, a SIM card. Got it. And so, uh, Jeanette and I are on AT&T, and so we could have added him to our plan, because we're on an unlimited plan, right. but it would have been 60 bucks to add him to the plan. What? And They don't do the $10 thing anymore? No, because each person's... It's, it gets cheaper with each person. Yeah, yeah. Like, for Jeanette and I, it's 65 bucks a piece. Okay. To add Grayson, it'd be 60 bucks. And then if you go add a fourth person, it drops down to like 55. But it ends up being a still yeah, you know, several hundred dollar bill. Lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And a 12-year-old doesn't need unlimited data. No. What, he needs they, to, what would he be looking at? Roblox. Right, right. But he needs to learn to live with limits. Because when I first got my cell phone, oh, it came with what, 125 minutes. Everything and, was a, a limited thing. Yeah, and yeah. maybe like 100 text messages. Yep, right? Yep, yep. I remember freaking out, giving my number out, realizing that if somebody called me or texted me, I would have to pay for them to call me or yeah. text me because I had no control over it. I used to do, uh, I can't remember, at incoming at one point was free on my phone, but outgoing wasn't. So you do that thing where you call and hang, and up. hang up and they would call you yeah. back. Or I remember still having that thing with landlines after nine o'clock, it was cheaper. Cell phones also had the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And so after eight o'clock or nine o'clock, then mm-hmm. that would be the time to talk. But anyways... So we wanted to get Grayson a, a SIM card. So I looked around and found Mint Mobile, which is the... That's Ryan Reynolds, right? Yes. The, well, the wireless carrier that Ryan Reynolds co-owns yeah. and is a spokesperson Bought for. into or something? Yes. Yeah. But for 15 bucks a month, Grayson gets unlimited calling, unlimited texting, and four gigabytes of data. And that's a lot of data, actually. Right. Yeah, for, for 15 a bucks. Yeah. Right. And that's with that's their introductory offer if you buy three months at a time. So I paid 45 bucks. Uh-huh. To get Grayson a number. And the cool thing is, is you can go to Target and buy the SIM card for $2. And for $2, you get a seven-day trial. Oh, so you okay. can pop it in your phone, see how well the coverage works in your neighborhood yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So that's what we did. We went to Target, got the $2 SIM card, popped it Two in. Two bucks. That's so cheap. Two bucks. And they give you a, a small amount of data, and they give you a phone number. Yeah. Which is fine, except it's just a random generic phone number. Sure. Which... Technically, my phone number and Jeanette's phone numbers were randomly assigned, but I think we had a, the ability to go, no, no, can you try again? And we were able to kind of pick numbers that seemed easily I was memorable. able to pick the last four. Right, yeah. right. So that was kind of the same thing with us. Right. And so with Grayson's, his was just random. It, it had the the 949 area code, so we, we had the same area code, yeah. but it was just everything else was random. I'm like, I guess that works. And then I'm like, how do you request a phone number? And they're like, well, if you want to get a different number, you can reach out to customer service and then go through. I'm like, I don't want to deal with a call center. I don't want to deal with that. So I did some Google searching and I found a company called numberbarn.com. What? Okay. It's the... Probably the is shittiest this, do company we need, do name. We, do we need to really be plugging numberbarn.com? Yes, because okay. th- their service is awesome. So numberbarn.com allows you to search for specific phone numbers. <laughs> Stupid name. Right. But like <laughs> you ever see like the back of the, the, the buses and like they have the law firm phone number. Yeah, and it's yeah. like 777-7777. That's you taxi, can, by the way. Yes. Yeah. And like law firms are 222, whatever. Yeah, whatever but yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of those numbers. You can buy those numbers through numberbarn.com. And the pricing varies depending on the number or the yeah. combination. So if you wanted um, 
So they're like the GoDaddy of phone, phone numbers. numbers. And what they do is they use they they have access to basically landline numbers, and then they can port the number over to a cell phone. Okay. So for nineteen bucks, we bought a phone number for Grayson, so that the last four digits is G R A Y. Well, that's cool. Right, because we yeah. figured that way it's memorable. Right. And I actually could have gotten his number as Grayson. Right. But it would have been a Connecticut area code. Oh. Which in Who this cares day this of point? cell phone, yeah. right? But I didn't want. Although to- it is a little weird when somebody I've met people and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm from California," blah blah blah. And then you get their phone yeah. number and it's like. New York, you're from New or Jersey, something. or yeah. something. It's like, mm, are you who's lying? And that was the only reason why I didn't do that, right? Because that was the only number that was available, and it was Connecticut. I'm like, well, that in the in the days of cell phone, where there is no long distance charges and everything like that, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. But from a friend standpoint, if you tell them, oh, my phone number is this, you have to make sure you clearly state that this is my area code. Yeah, well, and it just seems shifty. It seems a little strange. Yeah. So 12-year-olds don't typically deal drugs, but they don't not deal drugs. Right. So he has a 949 number, and then it's G-R-A-Y. And so you buy the number, mm-hmm. and it takes a couple days for them to, to get the clearance. And then they give you, and you log in this web portal. So it gives you an account, and it gives you all this stuff. And then they give you instructions on how to port the number over to your wireless carrier. Uh-huh. So there's instructions for AT&T, Verizon, Mint Mobile is on there. Huh. And so I went to the Mint Mobile site and did the thing. And two days later, had the number ported, and Grayson's cell phone number now ends in G-R-A-Y. That's cool. And Hopefully was, he keeps that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he probably will. And that was that was one of the reasons why we did this, is just because I figured, as a kid growing up, your house number was just kind of assigned. You didn't have any choice in it. But it was one of those numbers that you remembered. 7517932. Yeah. So, like, I remember my grandparents' phone number was like 9510110. Yeah. Right. So there's there's certain numbers that you just that stick in your head. And so for this, it's like, okay, what are the odds of Grayson getting a new cell phone number? I don't know. Well, and so, even if he changes now, you, it's so easy to take your number to wherever you change right. carriers. You don't have whatever. to. Yeah, you can port yeah. the number anywhere you want. So right. if he gets it, if he goes from Mint to AT and T to Verizon or whatever, you can keep that same number. So that's wait why, till the Supreme Court finds out we have that freedom. <laughs> they'll take that one away. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why we, we kind of get, all right, let's get him a decent number that he can live with. Yeah. And it's easy to, and it's memorable. Right. So, and it's and it's kind of fun. Yeah, I like it. So, I looked up Matthew. Uh-huh. I could get, it's seven digits. Yeah. So, I could get you some. You see ge- count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, I could get some generic and then get. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ned and I started thinking, oh, what if I want to change my phone? Like, ungrown up? Like, uh, like, I could do grown up. But then I was like, yeah, so anyways. Huh. You can do all sorts of. I have. I, I did not know that numberbarn.com existed. Yeah. Nor did I ever think that that would be a service. Yeah, and there's all sorts of like uh, numbers you can like butt sex. That's seven digits, and that's that's available. <laughs> it's you know? available. Well, in different would, area codes. Yeah, but like, who would actually want that? It's like that. Remember that Florida license plate picture that was going around that yes. basically said anal. Yes. Or. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's what it was. There was that one, and there was the other one, like, eat the kids first. It was like a Virginia. Yeah, it was the Florida one was because of the, the orange. So yes. it didn't actually say anal, but it looked like it did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, yeah it was kind of fun. That's cool. Of, and so now it's like, maybe I want to change my number. Nah. Or get a second number. That How long have you had your number? Shit, I don't know. It's been... Like, I think I think I got mine when I was, like, 19. Yeah, this this cell phone number is my second cell phone number. So I, I did change numbers at one point, but yeah, I've had it for a long, long time. The only number I don't have anymore is my pager number. Do you remember that one? Nope. 
Yeah, I had a pager number. I don't have that anymore. I still have the pager. Do you really? I don't remember that. Yeah, because I was, don't have mine. It was an alphanumeric pager. Yeah. So it had, had one you too. can get the, the the messages sent to it. I had a clear blue case on it. Yes. I got remember, it all pimped out. Remember the, the mall kiosks where you can get yep. all the clear cases for your Nokia smart, or yep. smartphone, your Nokia phones, there was the, or the, uh, there the was pager one, cases? It wasn't at the mall, but there was a store that did all that stuff at, uh, just down the street from our house. That's yeah, where I, I, got I had a little pager chain. What? That I don't remember. Because the... I remember the, the holster. Right, because the alphanumeric pager slid out of the holster. Right. And so you could connect with the chain strap. That way, if it fell out of the holster... Because the holster wouldn't go anywhere. Right. It was the pager part, so the chain was just to keep it so it didn't I fall do out. not remember that part. And then my my custom trick was the, the Motorola logo was embossed on the clip. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And if you took like a white crayon or a colored crayon and scribbled inside the embossed Ooh, part. Colored it in? Colored it in nice. and then wiped off the excess, you would have the color contrasting Motorola and you, and logo. Do like clear polish over it or something? You wouldn't no. have to. It would just stay in there. Oh. Yeah, so I had the the black uh, alphanumeric pager with the white Motorola text on it. Nice. Mine the, was with a gold pager chain. This was I was like <laughs> straight doctor style. That is that is rough. Oh, I yeah. uh, no, mine was the I had the case replaced with that clear blue, like yeah. you know, like the I don't know see through blue, and the the holster thing matched. So my whole thing, the reason why I had a pager was just so my parents could hold me. Yeah. Them being deaf, I had just a reg, regular numeric pager, and they created a a code. Yeah. So they would dial a pager and they would do one 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 and that meant I had to come home. Uh huh. Two 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 meant my brother had to come home. Your brother didn't have his own pager? No, because I was the responsible older one. I see, okay. And then three 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 meant we both had to come home. And so that was like how my mom called us home. So like when we're out playing in the neighbor's place or whatever. Because it's not like she could call up my buddy's mom and be like, Oh hey, send Matt and Mark home. Right. So that's why I started having a pager. And that was I wanna say I was like nine or ten or something like that when i had that i, I had, feel like i had I, pretty young i don't think mine was quite that early but it was pretty early yeah so like, i had I, that and then the alphanumeric one came i want to say when i was like 17 yeah i think is when i got that the alphanumerics were rad oh, yeah they, but you had to call a live operator <laughs> so you had to call, and so my I, I remember my my boss i worked at big five sporting goods my boss had it and i would get these cryptic uh messages like the eagle lands at midnight <laughs> John awesome. ha- John has a long mustache, like just yeah, yeah, random. Just like, what? But he just got a kick out of it because yeah. you had to talk to a live right. operator, and and the operator would be like, "That's what you want to say." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, he'll know what that means." Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, do, I totally forgot it was a live operator because I never called myself. Right, right. Or like paged myself. Right, you didn't have to. No, I'd get pages from my dad. Where the <laughs> fuck do you think you're going? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my car was too loud to sneak out, so I didn't do a lot of that. Nice. Yeah, not that. I would. I mean, there's no reason to sneak out when I was a kid. I used to be like, "Hey, can I go do this?" Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. So right. the last time I saw you, uh, so we last saw basically the beginning of June, right? So I think after I saw you, Grayson got I, his. I got older. You had a birthday. I did. How'd so you celebrate? Been that long? Um, great question. Memorable, huh? <laughs> oh, uh, Angel Game. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You went to see the Red Sox. Yeah, I did. That's I, right. I remember with the, with the group. Yeah, I um, man, that was. I just literally drew a blank right there for a yeah. second. I remember you going. I got free uh, free beer at Golden Road. Because of your birthday? Yeah. What do you have to do? Did you show your ID? No, so it's funny. My stepdad said, hey, it's my birthday. Can I get or something? And the, the lady helping us, the server, she said, oh, you get a free beer. I go, it's my birthday, too. And she looked at me like, uh-huh, sure, buddy. I'll, but sure, I'll get you a free beer, too. And, and you then, showed her the ID? Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah. When's your dad's birthday? My stepdad's same day. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's great. That is weird. It's different. Who gets the cake first? No cake involved. Oh, they don't do like a joint cake or something? No, no, like no, no, no. But it, you know, it was a long time. It felt more like his birthday than mine. So that was a little annoying. But that's okay. We're yeah. over that now. I, nobody cares. <laughs> well, now we're getting free beer. It but it matter. is pretty funny when you're like two people and it's like, hey, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Nice birthday. It's your birthday. Like, yeah. it's, you know, people are like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> they almost so, don't believe you. So Grayson got his yearbook, and this is his sixth grade yearbook, which is not that big of a deal. But anyways. But what is... I didn't know they did yearbooks in six. Is they, it like still? The, is it a hardbound thing? Like you the could, high school? You could pay for a hardcover, but yeah, we just yeah. did the paperback because oh, okay. it's sixth grade. I mean, they don't even really know how to write autographs at that point. Did they know? write like uh, you know, don't change, have a good summer, and like weird crap on it? I I taught Grayson some of the uh, some of the things. It's like uh, I can't remember what the hell it was. Some of them were just acronyms, like oh HGS or H A G S Hags. Have a great summer. Oh, but instead of writing it okay. out, he's yeah, like, yeah. Did he put the dots? I don't know. Okay. Well, but anyways, anyways, so Grayson gets a yearbook. He gets his yearbook. His name's on it. He's not in it. That's actually pretty rad. So you flip to his class, and it's a sixth grade class. He has all his classmates, and he's not in it. Did he miss? No, he was there for both picture days. They had like a fall picture they day and a spring. Up. They even sent out like um, surveys to all the sixth graders to get to have the students write down their their favorite memory or uh-huh. the most memorable yeah, yeah, school sure. memory. Yeah. And so he fills all that out. He just wasn't in the yearbook. But when you flip through it, you see pictures of him at the like the jogathon, at the science camp, and all the activities. Be, it'd be really funny if the kid whose yearbook it was, they didn't include that kid in the yearbook for right. everybody. Do you so, know what I'm saying? Yeah, we checked other yearbooks. Yeah. He wasn't in theirs either. And so we're like, oh, that kind of sucks. And he's like, ah, whatever. I'm fine with it. I'm like, well, if you want, we can print uh, little stickers yeah. with your with your actual school photo in it. And then and put them on. Put your name and we can do it. And he's like, ah, whatever. Then like the day before, I think the day before it was like the yearbook signing party in the year, in, in the multi-purpose room. He's like, hey, are you going to do those stickers? You said no. You said yeah, no. Right. So last minute, we stay up. I run out to Target, and I, I buy like the sticker. sheets of yeah. pr- printer labels, yeah. like for UPS labels. Sure. I'm like, okay. Is it a black and white yearbook? No, it's a color, oh, color yearbook. Fancy. And so rush out. Like, Target closes at 10, and we got there like at 9.45. I buy the, oh, the, they loved you. the label sheets, and then I start mocking up the layout. Um, Jeanette finishes the layout in design, and then the next morning, I uh, rush over to Staples, color print it. Oh, no, no. Actually, I didn't even go to Staples. I drove to work. Oh, because I, I wasn't sure if Staples would let me load in my own printer paper. I'm sure it, they would have. I don't know because yeah, don't know. the printer sheets could jam the printer oh, or see. fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I drove all the way out to the office like well, early in the morning. You have a printer at, office? at the office? That's yeah, we, we have color copiers and color printers and color laser. I don't remember. And so we, we have you know a color inkjet at home, but yeah. it was running out of sure. colors. So anyway, so I... It wouldn't print because it was missing cyan? Yes, yeah. right. The color you don't need, it was right. missing and therefore yeah, it wouldn't print. Right. And so I, I go up to the office, I print off like a couple of sheets, come back and I, I get an X-Acto knife and I cut them all up. And so he's got a stack of like 60 of them so that we can put them in his, in his friend's yearbook. Yeah. But instead of a memorable quote, he wanted a QR code. Oh. And he rickrolled his classmates. That's pretty rad, actually. It's the Rick Astley, never yeah. going to give you up. It's That's a, it's a link to that YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. So we stuck them in all the yearbooks. So he, at least in all of his friends' yearbooks, he is now in their yearbooks. That's pretty funny. And so that was kind of our, our fun way. And, and the teachers got a kick out of it. That's cool. But we still don't know how he got 
left out. I, I wonder if he's the only kid that got left out. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, probably not. I think there's got to be but other QC kids. QC sounds like it sucks. Well, and, and, and that was one of the things. was like, I didn't get upset about it because I know it's just a parent volunteer yeah, that's right. tasked with it. It's not like there's a, a yearbook staff of students doing it. It's yeah. literally probably just one or two people that are responsible for the entire school. Well, it could even have been Jossens or whoever they had to do the picture. Right, right the, the company. Yeah. Yeah. So... It is what it was, but we That's got pretty funny. We got the sticker in there. He Rick rolled his classmates, and he thought it was the coolest thing ever. So here's a transition for you. Okay. Uh, speaking of QR codes, yes, I got a thing that is a QR code. It is a you know mischief. No. Okay. Wait. Oh. MSC. Yeah. 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 SC yeah. Jeff. F, anyways. Yes. Uh, they did a thing where it was the million dollar puzzle. That they did way You've back. mentioned this, I think. And they made it, and it was a QR code, and you do the puzzle, and you scan it, and yeah. then you could win money. Yeah. So they did a second one. It's called the $2 million puzzle. Okay. Uh, I got one. It is one of the hardest things I've ever attempted, so I put it all back in the box, but you... Did you do it? I have... No, I need to go and actually do it and so finish it. So you attempted it. it, but you haven't completed it. Yeah, it's, it's a QR code that doesn't match what's on the box, because it's just a generated qr code so it's a really really hard puzzle because you know what the qr code is supposed to look like right exactly i mean okay. you have an idea of what it looks like but not exactly what it looks like yeah. so anyway so you you do that you scan the qr code and you can win between one and one million dollars you're giving away two one million dollar puzzles okay so i need to do that so that i can maybe i win a buck maybe i win 15 maybe i win how much is the puzzle million uh 30 no I, I didn't even pay that much more i think I paid 22 bucks i was gonna say like it seems like it's like interesting because they basically Splitting the profits or whatever they made off the puzzle. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what they're doing. Or they bought an insurance policy? I don't know. But I just, it's clever. It is clever. It's interesting. Um, and I just thought it was kind of like, meh, that's cool. I, it, it was on sale when I bought it. Oh, well. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Just, Are you a sucker for a sale? No, 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 not at all. But I thought, hey, this is kind of a neat little idea. Yeah. And then I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. <laughs> and I got it. And I, I, dude, I couldn't even get one full edge. Well, the edges should be the easiest part. The flats. That's oh, but they're all think. white, right? Is it all white? No, not necessarily, but it's uh, difficult. I just, I don't know how to explain why it's so hard. Do you have the cover of the, I'll have to look at it later. Yeah, I'll show the you. Co- the cover of the box or whatever. It's around somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it was quite difficult. So I thought that was, uh, it was a, it's a clever idea. Yeah. That potentially will never get done. And but I also wonder, like they from- give you another thing with a code on it and a website. Can I just go to that website and do the, code do i have to actually do the puzzle i can't find the answer to that try the code and see what it does but what if it says if you didn't scan it you now lose because you used up the one-time code code way to be a cheater kind yeah, of thing, maybe. right or maybe it's just a discount to buying more frustrating puzzles yeah i don't know but i do like uh do like a good puzzle we like puzzles like when we go up to the cabin like yeah. when we rent a cabin for like thanksgiving or something sure. like that we just do a puzzle my mom typically has one Almost at all times on the kitchen table. Oh, yeah. And you'll just walk by and do a, couple, a couple pieces, pieces and yeah, keep every time you're over there. That was kind of the same way we do with the uh, the puzzle at Thanksgiving. Like yeah. when we're up in Big Bear, we but she, same idea. She got the COVID, so nobody's doing anything with her right now. Oh, geez. And my mom got COVID this past week. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. So she's been stuck at home feeling like crap. Yeah, I, it's the... The variant that's going out around now is like the BA5. and <laughs> The BA Baracus 5? Yeah, because it's like it's 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah, 5. Yeah. And when you look at the how, um, what's the word I want to think of? Like how contagious it is. Yep. Um, so measles was, was commonly thought to be the most contagious um, disease in terms of being like an airborne transmission. Yeah. Um, and the original... COVID strain was much weaker than that. 
BA5 is it's now like measles level is beyond measles oh, level in, ter- in terms of contagiousness. But is it how bad is it? Is it like how bad does it mess you up? That's the kind of the unknown thing. But I, from what I've seen is that even if you're double vaxxed and boosted, it's, yeah. it's messing you up. Oh, good. So, so we got like, that to look forward to. So last night, like when we went to the movie theaters, we wore masks, yeah. except for when we were shoving popcorn in our face. <laughs> but for the most part, but I, I think yeah. we might have been the only masked people in the theater. Now, the, the theater isn't all that huge because of the the largeness of the Lazy Boy chairs. So there was, I want to say... 40? 50? Eight people per row. Okay. And, and maybe six rows. It's about 50 or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... and and what would have been a normal theater would have been easily 100 people. Right. So it wasn't all that crowded. And everybody's pretty well spaced. But we were still masked just because of this this latest strain, this latest variant. That actually is interesting. I have noticed because I'll look at the different show times and floor. Or, yeah. You know, when you go to look at your to get your tickets or whatever. Yeah. And they, they it makes the theater seem so small. Right. Because of how few seats there are relative to how many there used to be right. when they back in the regular seat days and yeah, i was sure like there's still regular seating. theaters right yeah there, yeah. there has to be I, but, mean, I would imagine remember i mean think about it theaters were flat at one point yeah and then stadium seating was a crazy thing yeah that was like the big thing yeah if you didn't go to the state and then now they have the xd which is what just a bigger digital, screen i think it's digital oh. fancy something or other i don't freaking know <laughs> i uh I'm not, I won't pay to go to an IMAX movie or anything, a 3D movie. Screw that. Yeah. Jeanette, even like we were talking about the movie this morning, she's like, it was all right. She's like, I, I don't see the appeal of seeing it out in the theater. She's like, the movie was fine. But she's like, just for all like the, the cost and the you know everything about the experience itself, she was just like, mm, I don't have to deal with that. Well, I think, too, that most people these days have pretty decent sized televisions. Yeah. Like there's a 75 in the room here. So, well, not this room, but that room over there. So what's the point? Right. Like I can just sit a little bit closer to it and it's almost like I'm at the theater. You can turn the lights off and you got yeah. your snacks, you got a blanket. You I can... don't have some idiot kicking my seat. Yeah. You don't have to wear pants. I mean, that's kind of a plus. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to wear anything. True. Yeah. If you don't want to. True. Not in your own home. Yep. Maybe, maybe if there's other people in your home <laughs> with you. Yeah. It might it be weird. It depends on but... how well you know those people. Yeah. They do get upset at the theaters when you take your pants off. Yes. Yeah. Even if you're wearing something underneath. <laughs> Dude, speaking of like taking your pants off, I was uh, out on a trail last week. Oh, it was 4th of July. I went for a little hike, like okay. kind of trail run. Went to Santiago. What, I think that's what that park's called. Anyway, it doesn't matter. On the trail, minding my business. Yep. Minding my business out in this little hikey trail. And uh, I'm like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And as we approached this woman, I for sure was. She was in a bathrobe. Okay. Pajamas. Carrying her slippers. What the? F- like a mile and a half down the trail. Was she camping out there somewhere? Nope. Didn't look homeless. Didn't look anything other than some random lady. Makes you wonder if it's like Alzheimer's kind of like. She was pretty young. Oh. It was bizarre. Drugs? Potentially. Yeah. She didn't look methy, but she was acting methy. Yeah. Maybe if she's just sense. getting. Maybe she's new to the hobby. Maybe. I mean, maybe she just didn't get the right. Yeah. Instructions. That's always weird. It was bizarre. Like, barefoot. And I, she, I, so clearly she didn't want to get her slippers dirty. I guess. And then I was trail running the other day and I saw barefoot footprints all over the place. Out, And I'm talking like... Miles out? Two and a half miles from where you would park. That is nutty. And they weren't just like in one direction. They were all over the place. 
where do these people come from? What are they, what are they doing? Right? Like, what? what? Especially because it wasn't a cool weekend. It was warm. That was hot. Right. So being barefoot outdoors in the heat. And rock and yeah, it's dirt. Not, it's, and, it's, it's rough territory. Yeah. It? I mean, yeah. we live in a desert. Yeah. It, it was interesting that, um, so it was like 6.30, I think 6.30 or so in the morning. It was 61 degrees, but it was, which doesn't sound terrible. No, but, but when you're it, in the full sun, it's hot. Full sun. And I looked, it was 95% humidity. Oof. It was awful. That's yeah. like outside right now feels really nice. Yeah. Even though it's hot as hell. Right. Because it's, it's dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was pretty shitty. But anyway, so you went on a trip, I heard. I went on two trips. I went on the father-son road trip, mm-hmm. came home for a couple days, and went to Palm Springs for the 4th of July. So oh. double tripped. Wow. <laughs> double tripped and boosted. Yeah. And even did like a day trip before that. Grace and I went down to to uh, the HRE Wheels Open House in Vista, California. You know what? I wanted to go to that and I completely forgot about it until like the night before and like screw it. I'm not going to. So we went and it was, we've been in years past. Was it busy? Yeah. Uh, this I think was the first time they've done it since the pandemic started. So yeah. they, they skipped last year and the year before. Right. And uh, so it's an open house at HRE's factory, and they've expanded since the last time we were there. So HRE makes some pretty crazy They're wheels. Rad. They make uh, multi-piece wheel designs, you know, carbon fiber and titanium, and you see them commonly on very expensive vehicles. I was trying to get my buddy to get some for his GT4. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, as we go, and I, I usually like to take pictures of cars, but sometimes after, after a while, you've kind of seen them all. It's like, oh, great, another Lamborghini right. or another Bugatti, whatever. But there was a Porsche 944 that just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And it was, it was, it had custom badges on it. And it was badged as a 948 RS. And it had a V8 under the hood. It was an LS swap that they had done velocity stacks on and made the engine look kind of generically retro. Like you couldn't tell it was a small block Chevy just based on the appearances. And it had a really aggressive wide body kit on it and the interior was just spotless like full cage with a uh, tartan uh cloth inserts on the on the leather interior just a gorgeous 944 it's a lot of money to put into a 944 yes and i've never really been a fan of the 944 you like the 928 nah, really eh, I, I i guess the 928 it has more appeal to me than the than the 944 does yeah um but this one stopped me in my tracks and i snapped a couple of pictures of it and then I posted it to Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. Seven hundred other people liked it, and I huh. I don't have that many followers. I've got like over a thousand followers, yeah. but not like a huge number of followers. And you never know what people are gonna like. And usually, like my posts, I don't know, seventy five to like a hundred people. That's about what I sometimes get, depending on what it is. Yeah, this one somehow went viral to a certain extent, yeah. and, and it was just unexpected. Why? That's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the comments and and eventually the owner was oh thanks for the you know thanks for the photos they're they're and I, I kind of actually like this I, I hate when people put their own Instagram tag on their car yeah it just seems kind of tacky to me yeah and this guy didn't do that so I didn't know who the owner was right but somebody knew the owner tagged him and then the owner commented on the thing but it was just a sick build um, that like seven hundred plus people liked that's pretty cool. I saw a really ugly motorcycle that I would never call a sick build, but it had an Instagram thing on it. And I looked at it later and some chick that <laughs> wants to be an influencer is horrible. So I did not post that. Uh, uh, yeah, You did the right thing. <laughs> I did the right thing. I, I have my Instagram handle on the windshield of my BMW, but only because I went on that trip. But that was, yeah, that was your your 
Alaska adventure. That yeah. was your, art. and I did it backwards and it's on the inside so you can read it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of fine. I, I think it's when the car is otherwise dedicated to it. Yeah. Kind of in a way, or it's like the, the sticker placement is so large that they, yeah. they, they really want you to know who yeah. it is. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah. Mine says like, I think one of my panniers has it as well, just in case people saw, you know, an yeah. Oregon plate in the middle of nowhere and they wanted to follow it. Yeah. I don't care. But so, the, that's a that's a decent number. I don't think I've ever had over a couple hundred. The the Dave Grohl concert footage where he falls oh, off the yeah. stage that one got like thousands of likes. Yeah, that one's so been funny. my most popular post ever. But you, that got reposted. Yeah, that got yeah. reposted. I, I I get residuals from uh, from viralhog.com. That's so bizarre. For Do they the, send you pennies? No, I I end up getting probably like a hundred hundred fifty bucks a year. Like, better than I would have thought. That's yeah. beer money. It's basically yeah. Yeah. So it, it that's been fun. Or vodka money or whatever you want to do. Yes. Rum. Slurpy money. Dude, pina coladas are really good. Oh yeah. Are you just now coming to this realization? No, no, no. But I hadn't had a pina colada in forever, and I was starting to crave one, so I got one, and damn, they're good. Makes you want to get like a pina colada machine for the house, right? Just to make your own. Oh yeah. And then I also had I uh, had a bartender make me basically what amounts to a pina colada, but made with chartreuse. Ooh. Oh my god. Is it even better? Yeah. Interesting. It sounds bizarre, but it is awesome. Yeah, I can't imagine what it tastes like. It tastes like a well, it's like a pina colada, but it's got like it's a, a pineapple, an coconut, herbal, and unctuous because chartreuse liquor is really herbal. Okay. And so it's get, it has kind of an herbal, earthy uh, back note to it. Oh damn, it was good. I don't know what he put in it, but it was delicious. Interesting. Yeah. Damn, now I want a pina colada. <laughs> I might have to find a tiki bar. <laughs> and, get, and get caught in the rain. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, Grace and I finally did do our, our father-son road trip. Yeah, and you were, was it like a week and a half? Uh, seven oh, days. Seven days, okay. Seven days. So in seven days, we did 2,600 miles, six states, three national parks, three museums, two zoos, and a bunch of other stuff. Did you uh, get a parks pass? I ended up going to um, REI and buying the America the Beautiful yeah. National Parks Pass. It's worth the eighty bucks. Yes, because when you it's go to, so much more stuff. Well, that and when you go to the national parks, it's it's typically like thirty five bucks per carload. Yeah, it's not cheap. And so with two parks, you're at seventy bucks. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you do the third, you've already come out ahead if you bought the National Parks Pass. And we happen to live surrounded by national forests. Right. Which is, you you can use that for parking there as well. Yes. Yep. And so uh, first time I've ever bought the pass. And uh, what ended up happening was the, the original plan was to leave on a Tuesday mm -hmm. and come back on a Monday. But mm. instead of leaving on a Tuesday, we left the day early because that was June or June. Yeah, it was June, June 20th. And we had it off because of Juneteenth. When I made the plans, oh, 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 right. I worked backwards going, okay, we want to be here for qualifying for the, the practice session qualifying on Thursday. In order to get there, I'm going to take two eight-hour days of driving yeah. to get there. So, okay, we need to leave Tuesday. So you were able to relax your trip a little bit. Yes. That's and good. So by leaving Monday, we drove up to St. George, which is a last-minute stop that yeah. we hadn't planned on originally. And That's so by fine. stopping in St. George... We were able to do Zion and yep. Bryce Canyon. And so that really changed the tone of the trip. That's cool. Because otherwise, our first uh, destination would have been, uh, I want to say it's like Richfield or something like that, uh, Utah. So that oh, oh, yeah. that would have been, it's, it's kind of like. In the corner, right? It's the transition from where the, the 15 freeway turns into the 70. Yeah. That's right where you kind of change freeways. Yeah. And that's where that, that spot was. And that would have been 
eight hours of driving on the first day. Right. And then the next day would have been from Richfield to Colorado, or yeah, to Colorado Springs, which would have been another eight hours. Yeah. But by breaking it up, we were able to stop in Las Vegas for lunch on Monday. Oh, okay. And did you eat anything good? Uh, we just met up with uh, old neighbor and did in and out real quick, just fast lunch. And then we went to the strip real quick. So Grayson and I could, oh, actually, on the way into Vegas at Stateline, we stopped and I introduced Grayson to the Bonnie and Clyde car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually have the vehicle that yep, they I've were in that they were. Stayed, I've stayed in that hotel. Killed in, right. Yeah. That uh, car actually used to be, um, there's a, was it the Golden Sand, Golden Nugget? I think the Golden Nugget used to have, have a museum, museum and that's where that car used to be because that's where I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, so now it's at Prump, it's at State yeah. Line. And uh, it's in its weird little acrylic box. It's weird that it's just on the casino floor. Well, it was on the casino floor. Now it's off to the side of the casino floor in some sort of like uh, kind of shopping aisle. But there's no shopping down the aisle. Like all the vendors are closed. But it's just there's two cars there. One was owned by a mob boss. And this one was the the Bonnie and Clyde car. So we stopped there, and again, this was just to stretch our legs, kind yeah. of thing. Do you go on the roller coaster? No, that was it wasn't running. What? Yeah, that's BS. Buffalo Bills. I don't think is even open anymore. Really? Like it's yeah, that whole coaster side that it was just dead, dead. Huh? No cars over there, anything. That's bizarre. Um, and, and the weird thing is, is like for a long time there was always three casinos right there at yep. State Line. Now there's it looks like just one is running. The one across the freeway? No. The one on on if if you're going northbound on the 15, it's yeah. it's on the same side as Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Um, and so, huh. yeah, it, it was Weird. just really interesting, but anyways, that whole area is bizarre anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that desperate to go to Vegas? The only time to go I, gambling, but doesn't want to drive doesn't all the way, the 30 more minutes yeah. it would take to get into town. The only time I've ever, well, I've been, I stayed in Prump twice only because I didn't want to stay in Vegas right. on my way to or from on, okay. a, on a motorcycle trip. But I've also, um, stayed out there once because they used to do rally crosses out in the desert. Yeah. yeah right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So we, we did the, uh, we did the the Bonnie and Clyde car, then we went down to the strip, and Grace and I went to take our picture in front of the fabulous Las Vegas. Oh yeah, Welcome to Las Vegas. I've never done that. There's a huge line. There's two of them, right? Uh, yes, but the more famous one is the one right by like uh, Mandalay Bay on the south on the end south, of the strip. Yep. South end of the street. Yep. So that one has its own parking lot in the in the median and everything. And so we go to that one, and there's a line that's probably about like 20, 30 people deep. And instead, how many of, were influencers? No, it was mostly like families and oh, stuff okay. like that. But instead of waiting the line, you can walk right up to the side of it and take a picture with it in the background at an angle. So instead of having it being like right behind yeah. you uh-huh. and, and, and waiting in line for it, you can just walk up side it and take a picture and it's behind you, but it's just, you're not square with, oh, yeah. okay. with the sign. Who Whatever. Cares? Yeah. But we were able to get out, walk up, take our picture and, and walk leave. back yeah. and leave without having to wait in a 30, 40 minute line. Right. Because it's hot in Vegas. No. You don't yeah. say. It's, and it's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> but, still uh, hot. Yeah, still hot. Yeah. And then from there, we went to the Swatch store in New York, New York. Yes. Because we talked about the um, the Moon Swatch. Right. This is the, the Swatch version of the Omega Moon Watch. I think it sucks that they only had what they had. Yes. And it sucks that not all Swatch stores carry it. So there's... Wait, what? There's, I think, two Swatch stores. Which is bizarre in and of itself. Two or three in Vegas. One's in the mall, one's in another casino, and this one's in New York, New York. Yeah. And the New York, New York location was the only one that carried it in Vegas. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Okay. And we went inside, and they had them on display, but they didn't have any in stock except for the Uranus one, which was like the The red red and white. Yeah. It looks terrible. I didn't look at it like, I didn't look at the retail unit, but just looking at it on display, it's like, it's okay. 
But it looks like the bacon wrapped around that hot dog in your hat. Kind of does. It's not a good color. It's not an attractive color. No. Um, so we went to the swatch store to see the watches, and we could see it, but through a glass window inside a glass display case was as close as we could get to them. That's silly. Yeah, because they're they're not expensive watches. No. So, but they're treating them like they're you know priceless. Well, they kind of are at this point. Which, in a way. Yeah, because surprisingly, it's been Impossible months get, and you yeah. still can't get it. But anyways, so we got to see. I mean, it, it did confirm, okay, the, the ones that I like are still the ones that I like, like yeah, in terms of the colorways. The picture that you sent kind of made me feel like that exact way. Like, okay, I, those two are the ones that I would get because you, your picture is much more... Uh, Realistic. Tr- and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of being retouched like catalog or photo, shots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So from there, we bailed and then drove to to uh, St. George, Utah, which was surprisingly hotter than Vegas. Yeah, St. George gets warm. I did not know that. Yeah. And then so the, the following morning, we woke up early, and we brought our um, – we have these umbrella hats that we got as uh, free giveaways at an Angel game. They're umbrella hats yeah, that yeah. work like an umbrella. They have a little elastic band. They go on your head, and they're Angels colors, red yeah. and white with the Angels logo. Okay. We use those to hike in, in Zion and Bryce Canyon. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And it was awesome because yeah. we'd be passing these hikers and they're like, oh my God, your hats are awesome. And we're like, yeah, as long as it's not windy, yeah. these things are great. And they were jealous. Yeah, yeah. they were jealous. Yeah. They were hating. Um, but with, with Zion, kind of talking about you know earlier with the regional park, how parking was, parking was full in Zion. Yeah, Zion's gorgeous too. It's gorgeous, it's but there's no parking inside. Is it your first time? Yes. Okay. And I'm definitely going to go back. Yeah, it's so because worth it. Because we only had a couple hours. So the, You got to go to Arches too. We did not do that, but we yeah. we need to. Yeah. So there is at the gate next to the gate. There's a shopping center yep. that is parking in restaurants and, and shops and stuff. We parked there and we parked in a spot that had two hour parking. So then we Grayson and I went, got into the park, got in, and we went to the Watchman Trail, uh-huh. which is kind of like the closest, most accessible trail from where we entered. Yep. Um, and walked as far as we could along the Watchman Trail, and we got about. 50 minutes in and I'm like, okay, we got to turn around and come back. So we have enough time to get back to the car yeah, before right. two hours are up. So we did that hike, but we weren't able to do the whole thing. So I don't know if we missed the good part or if what we saw was the good part. I feel like all of it's the good part. It was pretty, but it was hot. And I kept looking for, cause in the pictures I've seen yeah. of the Watchman trail, there's a river. Yeah. But because it was so hot, I don't know if the river is seasonal or if it's always there. We saw some water in parts of it, but not, Anything that looked like the pictures that I've seen. Yeah, I so don't I don't remember know. the answer to that question. So that was cool, and then we we drove out, um, and then there was on the way because Zion and Bryce Canyon are about forty five minutes apart, yep. maybe an hour apart, something like that. And so we drove from one to the other, and all the way there was supposed to be this this hot dog cart that's got bacon wrapped dogs and Grayson was in the mood for hot dogs. So we're like, all right, we're going to go there. A little danger dog action. Yeah. So nice. we, we drove to the place and it's at a general store on this little highway 58. I don't know what the number was. We go there, the general store is closed and the hot dog stand is closed. And this is kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I'm going to fuck. I got to turn around, yeah. drive back to uh, the Thunderbird cafe, which is an awesome little dive spot. That's where, uh, this is between Zion and Bryce Oh, Canyon. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we did that. We did a little hike that is in this man-made cave that goes under the road. And it's maybe like a quarter mile long. That's interesting. That was kind of fun. So huh. we walked through that. And then we go up to Bryce Canyon. Bryce was cool. That literally looked like a Wiley Coyote cartoon. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like the dirt and rocks are bright orange. Yeah. The trees are bright green. And it just looks so fake. It looks Disney, like, in its appearance. It's just amazing. 
And to answer your question, the white, the Watchman trail eventually gets to the river, but it doesn't follow the river the whole time. Right. Yeah. So we probably didn't, didn't go, go far, far enough. enough. Yeah, exactly. I was um, trying to remember. So I pulled up a map. And so, uh, we, we do Bryce and there was a fire in, uh, in Southern Utah. So there was smoke in the air when we were driving. Oh yeah. But, um, Bryce was way more impressive visually than Zion was. Sure. But only because I, because Zion has those crazy canyons that you can get into. Mm-hmm. We didn't do those hikes. Yeah. And therefore we didn't see. Well, the, we didn't have time. Right. right. Yeah. And so I think the next thing we want to do is go back to Utah and be able to spend two or three days in each spot. Oh, I don't know if we need to do Bryce again, but at least in Zion, spend more time there. And it's cool. Like Zion, there's cabins there. Um, yeah. You can also just get a Airbnb or something yeah. local. Bryce, I thought was cool because it's a much more drivable park. Right. So they have all these lookouts, but you can literally drive up, get pretty close to them, get out of the car and walk 10 minutes or so or less and see these amazing scenic views. That's how Yellowstone is. You and can, then walk back into the car and then move on to the next spot. Well, you used to be able to drive through Yellowstone. Yes. Yeah. Until but, the roads get all washed away. Yeah, but uh, that's kind of like why, like, I mean, one of the things that's cool about Yellowstone and um, uh, Teton, Grand Teton, which is right there, is that same deal. There's a lot of drivability to it. Yeah. The only thing that's bad about parks that are drivable like that is that now whatever those certain spots are, spots are, are packed. Yeah, we didn't have that so bad at like at Bryce Canyon. But you were there on a weekday. Yeah, in but early summer where there's probably still a lot of kids in school. Uh, well, this was the week after Father's Day, so I would. Think oh yeah, that, maybe not. Maybe not. Huh. But, but um, yeah. So we, we had fun, and we stopped at also we stopped at a, a dinosaur museum. Oh, cool! In uh, in Fruta, Colorado, uh-huh. where Mike the Headless Chicken is from. Ah, I've heard of the Mike. The headless chicken. But it was still not alive, right? No, oh, okay. but it was a chicken that was decapitated, but lived for eighteen months headless. Yeah, and was fed by a, a, a farmer dropping a corn kernel down its gullet. Which basically, though, it was partially decapitated. I think it's the story, right? Uh, no, it wasn't full because de- there's a reason that it stayed alive, and I can't remember what the reason is. Here's a picture. There's no head. Oh yeah, look at that. Huh. And and so. Surprisingly enough, it's uh, they have a festival. I'm sorry, what? They have a Mike the Headless festival. Why? I don't know. Would that be a thing you would go to? Yes. On purpose. Like, that's the sole reason that you're going to wherever. It was kind of fun. Wait, Just, they had a festival while you were there? No, we, we oh, missed oh, it. But, oh, oh. but reading about it and everything oh, they do, it. and they, 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 it's downtown and yeah. everything like that. Do they try to recreate the headless chicken there a live demonstration yeah. recreation there is a a metal art sculpture of a headless chicken so bizarre um, and we took our pictures in front of it you should get a headless chicken to two that would be kind of interesting yeah that or, could be or your... just the head <laughs> yeah that's actually a little morbid i have a, a animal just the head do you yeah i have a um a boar tattoo that's just the head and it has a knife and fork crossed underneath like skull and crossbones. Yeah, it's my, my culinary skull and crossbones. Because uh-huh. pork is delicious. And it, anybody that disagrees is false. No, it's it's good in all forms. I mean, yep. as ham, as as a pork chop. As so bacon. how how was the actual uh, Pike's Peak event? That was pretty cool. Well, so, not just the event, but just The in whole general. experience. Yeah. So we got into Colorado Springs Wednesday night. And we go to the Airbnb. And it was, a, it's a, it was an old Victorian building that's on like the uh, Colorado Springs historic 
building registry. I know exactly registry. what you're talking about. And so we had the downstairs apartment, and they were like, okay, the front door keypad is this, and that gets you into the the foyer, the entryway. Sure. And then the, there's two doors. One is to the upstairs apartment, and one is to the downstairs apartment. Here's the code for the downstairs apartment. I'm like, okay, tap, 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 tap. Nothing happens. Tap, 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 tap. Nothing happens. And Uh-oh. so I messaged the uh, the Airbnb host, and I'm like, hey, doing the code thing, nothing's working. I think the battery on the keypad is dead. Uh-huh. Oh, no worries. We got maintenance guy who lives a couple doors down. He'll be right over. So this really rad old African-American dude comes up with a pack of batteries. Maurice was the guy's name. Nice. And he goes and he, 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 he tries to, he's got the physical key yeah, yeah. to open the deadbolt to then replace the battery. The physical key doesn't work. Oh. Huh. So then he goes back to the, I guess the property management office was like down the block. Uh-huh. Goes in there, grabs the keys, comes back to it. Those keys don't work. So somebody's squatting. No, oh. they just somehow. That would have been awesome. Somehow either the, the, lock got rekeyed and they didn't keep the lock they didn't keep a key yeah. lock or something yeah they had to call a locksmith to drill out the uh the touchpad keypad door deadbolt they couldn't just pick it no oh. so they drilled the so we go all right we're hungry we're gonna go to dinner because yeah. it was like seven o'clock yeah, yeah. so we go to dinner we and we're two blocks from the main drag right of downtown colorado Springs. it's a cool little town cool little town so we walked it's a to college dinner. town weirdly yes yeah and we walked back and just as we walked back the locksmith was finishing up drilling the door and stuff so we had a an old school key right and we're like all right we Weird. don't we don't care we just we got the room yeah and so the next morning we had to wake up at 3 a.m to because, be able to get up the mountain yes right okay and so um we get up at three i i try waking up grace and he's a little hard to wake and so luckily anybody's hard to wake at 3 a.m. Yeah, but he was all excited about it the night before. But yeah, at that time, he just was hard to yeah. get going. But anyway, a.m. is rough when it comes around. So I pack a cooler. We bring like bagels and cream cheese and like yogurt and, and breakfast items. Yeah. And uh, we head up to the mountain. We get to the Pikes Peak uh, gate, the entrance gate at about 336 or so. Yeah. And they said, what time no, did they open? Well, they said not to get in line before 3.45. And so there was a, we timed it a little too soon. Yeah. But um, there was already a line of competitors. And so they had us pull off to the side and wait so the competitors could all go in. Yeah. And so we weren't able to go into the park until about 4.10 or so. Not bad. And we wanted to see, we wanted to watch from uh, an area called Glen Cove. Yep. It was full. And we're like, shit. So how was it already full? Were you like the 90th car or something? I don't know how, unless it, unless a lot of these teams had, well, I think what it is is because you can, you park in the areas where you're qualifying. There's three zones. Yeah. So you have competitors parking or their, their crew parking yeah, right, in those areas. Right. And I think that's what it was. Not so much spectators. There may be trailers left up there and stuff too, yeah, potentially. in cars. And so, yeah, yeah. so they're like, oh, just go up this one more switchback and there's a parking area on the right. Uh-huh. So Okay, so we drive up a switchback and we see like a like a pullout spot mm-hmm. on the right. So we're like, all right, so we we kind of park there, but we doesn't feel right. Yeah, like it feels like you're in the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah so okay. we just kind of hang out, and then one of the court marshals drive or court court course, marshals <laughs> course marshals yeah uh, drives up and he's like, oh no no, keep go up uh, a little bit farther, and then you'll see a, a immediate hard right, and there's a, a gravel actual, lot. Yeah, yeah, right. I and think so, I know exactly what you're talking about. So we were then in uh, Cove Creek, yep. and that's just one spot up, and that was awesome. We had, it was Grayson and I, two dudes from Sweden. And that's it. And a course worker, and that was it. That's rad. It was awesome. Yeah. 
the only downside was all the porta bodies were locked. So we had a bunch of porta bodies accessible, but they were locked. So I wonder why they wouldn't unlock them. I don't know. They yeah. probably didn't think to on qualifying. So we had to yeah. piss in the trees, Whatever. which was fine. Yeah. But we had this whole area open to us. So we could walk to the left and look down on this hairpin turn. You could walk to the right and see this big uh, sweeping left turn. So there was multiple viewpoints. Right. So it was a great spot to watch. How long, how long did you uh, watch for? Or well, like how long does it last? Or did it last? It went all the way till 830. So basically. So like five hours. Well, we got in the park a little after four. Yeah, so, what I'm saying, like all told. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so we, we qualifying's done. We we get to see uh, the eventual Pikes Peak Unlimited uh, winner. Yeah. Um, we got to see him drive by in, in qualifying. And uh, that was, it was just really cool seeing the cars. Yeah, yeah. The weirdest part was all of the electric cars were required to have sirens. Because they're oh, yeah. so quiet right. on the course, they have to kind of give people a heads up that they're coming. And so, how many electric cars were there? The, realistically, the only one I know of is Randy. Randy had the that Tesla thing, right? He had the yeah. Tesla Model S plaid with uh, a cop siren, so you could definitely hear oh, yeah, him. Nice. And then there was Dayo Shahara, the the drifter, yeah. who had a, a turn fourteen. I want to say it was a Model Three, maybe Model S. I can't okay. remember. But it had like a car alarm siren, which wasn't nearly as loud. What do you mean, like? Like a viper. Oh, God. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. And then there was a Japanese racer that I don't remember in a Nissan Leaf. And that has to be the slowest Pikes Peak car ever. It was it was hot rotted, but it had the shittiest siren where you really couldn't even hear that the siren was on. And that one would catch you by surprise because you didn't expect to see yeah. something. And all of a sudden, it's just right there. Interesting. But then there was like a, a uh, there was some cool like, old school like carbureted small block uh hemis just really cool like old school horsepower sounding thing right but the one that was most amazing was literally a practically bone stock porsche 911 turbo s those things are fast it was amazingly fast yeah. all it had was basically a cage and tires newer one yeah, yeah, the, brand the, new. the new one is insane. It was insane. Watch it's faster than the old Cup cars. And in, in fact, somebody was telling was saying recently that the new 911 Turbo could potentially win if you took it back 20 years or whatever it was, could have won Le Mans outright. Right, with air conditioning. Yeah, and a full leather interior. Yeah. yeah. So this thing was race prepped, but otherwise, that's it, so cool. Everything was stock, and just that thing was blowing by. Right. That one was probably the, the coolest thing to see. Yeah. Um, and then Robin shoot in his um. He's got, it looks like an old Indy car, but it's a purpose-built purpose race car. It's a hill climb car. car, right? It's a yeah. hill climb car, but yeah. it's open wheel. Right. He won in, in the last public running of the public of Pikes Peak. So he was the reigning king of the mountain. He set the fastest qualifying time for this year's race. And then he finished first in the unlimited class. And we got to run into him unexpectedly at the Penrose, uh, his, what was it? The historical museum, museum or something thing. like that. Cool. Yeah. Did you uh, did you get to see Rod Millen in the Tacoma? Yes, we got to meet. That's so cool. We got to see Rod and Reese. Yeah. Uh, so that was so. Reese is a really cool dude. Qualifying was on. We went qualifying on Thursday morning. Yeah. The fan fest is Friday night. Right. And that's where you get to do the meet and greet with all of the drivers, right. see all of the cars, and so we got. But did to, you see the Tacoma move? Like you saw him go by? No, didn't oh, see him go by. But I saw the Tacoma in person. Yeah. And saw Rod and got to chat with him. That's cool. Um, and it was, it was funny because, um, they were doing autographs and so Reese, there was a poster for all of the, I want to say it was like the top 
20 qualifiers, like based on time. And so Grayson was going around getting the drivers assigned it. Oh, so cool. Reese was on there. Yeah. Uh, but Reese and Rod were both in their own booth, like a Pennzoil booth. Yeah. And uh, Reese signed something and they were like, oh, can I get a picture with Rod? And Reese was like, I'm like, ah, it's, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Rod, we want your dad. And he's like, that's all right. He's like, I, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, a really nice dude. They're both really nice. They're both nice. really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rod is just like, he's like this badass grandpa, basically. Yeah. Like he's in his 70s and he, maybe even later. I don't I know. I think he's older than that. He yeah. might be older than yeah. that. But he was blowing up that mountain in qualifying. Right. Um, and then we, we got to see Johnny Learman. Yep. Um, and uh, that was fun getting a picture with him. And so we told him that uh, we needed to flip you off in the photo. And he enjoys doing that. He enjoys doing yeah. that. And it was Grayson's first middle finger. Which is perfect. I'd Which is, well to me, deserved. surprising that he's 12 and that was the very first time he's ever flipped the bird. I feel like that may not be true. He swore it was, and he was uncomfortable doing it. Like, he, we really had, like... Maybe it's because you're there. Maybe, Maybe but, it was like, this is awkward, but... Maybe, but he... Because he, he looked it, like he'd done it before. It took some coaxing from that's Johnny funny. and I to get him to do it. That's funny. And so that's how that, that, that photo came to be. Yeah. And then uh, Grayson even got to go for a ride in Johnny's race car. Like 10 feet? Yeah, like 10 feet. Yeah. But like at, at the end of the night, we came back, and that's when I picked up the stickers. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Johnny had some some stickers made with his name on it that looks just like the Santa Cruz skateboard logo. Yeah, really cool. So we picked them up, and uh, they were getting ready to to take the cars off the uh, off the streets because the, the, the fan fest was over. With. Right. And so he had to pull his car forward about 15 feet so that the, the uh, actually, it was the the side-by-side that rolled. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, the one that... If, the if, buggy thing? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. if anybody's actually had a chance to see any of the coverage from this year's Pikes Peak, there was a, a racer in a in a truggy, in a buggy. It looks like a glorified side-by-side side that rolled on the course, landed on its wheels, and continued and finished. Did you see the in-car? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And the guy just keeps going. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. So we got to see that car because it was parked next to Johnny's. Oh, but cool. Johnny had to move so to get that move. guy could yeah. leave. And so Grace is like, can I go for a ride? And he's like, yeah, there's no floor. There's no seat on the right, passenger. Right. You sit on the floor. And Grace is like, yeah. So Grace <laughs> climbs in through the monkey bar cages. And uh, Johnny gets in, starts it up, and pulls it forward like 15 feet. And then open the door. And Grayson's like, all right. So he got to ride in a race car. That's pretty funny. Went up in Pikes Peak. So that's yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I uh, Johnny, also former guest of the show. We should get him back on. And have he did talk say he it. would come back on to yeah. uh, to talk about his cool. uh, Pikes Peak experience. So we'll, we'll have to do that, that in person instead of uh, the shitty internet Zoom connection. Yes, that we did last time. Yes. Well, he can. We'll we'll leave an extension cord out in the front so he can plug in his new Rivian when he oh, comes yeah. down to do the show. I want to talk to him about that too. I've got some. Anyways, you got uh, some questions. Did you end up seeing the creepy fountain? Yes, but it didn't animate. So Colorado Springs. Did has you this, take pictures of? Or did you look at pictures? Yes. It's weird. So you look at it and it looks like it's a half dome blue it's thing on a stick. It, yeah, and yeah. then it ends up being like a, a dude holding up an umbrella. That, yeah, it's like a dude holding an umbrella and playing a music instrument. And there's I don't I don't understand. It's it. a creepy fountain, but we yeah. never saw it actually operate. It's supposed to be like at the top of the hour. It's supposed to do its thing, but we never saw it in action. But at the fountain base, they have a picture of what it looks like. When oh. It's, when it's all doing its thing. Yeah, I um, I did not know it existed, and I was staying in Colorado Springs um, to go up Pikes, Pikes Peak. Yeah. And I was staying, just happened to be walking around, going to grab lunch or something like that, and I saw all these kids playing in a fountain. So I yeah. stopped, and then music plays, and this really creepy fountain gets even creepier. It's a weird, creepy fountain, but yeah. the, the, it's supposed to play like the top of the hour, every hour. 
like between like I think 10 and 6 or something like that. And we stopped by twice and waited a couple minutes each time and it, it didn't go. Well, it even has a creepy name. It's well, Uncle Wilbur. Yes. Mm-mm. Now, what part makes it creepy? The uncle or the Wilbur? All of it, actually. Well, combined, it's, yeah. it's totally maximum creepiness. But I mean, so he's not really holding it, but it's a tuba. Is that and what it is? Yeah, and there's a dog. Because there's a blue dome. Yeah, so the blue dome lifts up, and then there's a dog yeah. going around the top of his tuba, which is, for some reason, I wrapped blue- around him. Well, yeah, he's wearing, the like, a parade tuba. Sure. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I yeah, and it's just, it's just creepy, and little kids are playing under it, and it just looks creepy. It's a weird kind of like hippie granola kind oh, of Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, that area is kind of like that. So, other question. Yes. After you came back down the mountain and then went back up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the thing is after qualifying, we had to come off the mountain. Which is still... I, and then whatever. I had timed admission at 9 a.m. to drive up to the top. So, then I had to turn so around. So, was that to 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Well, we turned around, but then because somebody had wrecked in qualifying, we had to stop and wait till they could clear the road. So, we didn't actually get to drive up to about like 9.30 or so. Oh, okay. But unfortunately, because we were all stopped, we were all congested. Ah. Because if they were letting people go, there would have been more gap between the cars. And instead, I was stuck behind the worst Volkswagen Atlas driver I have ever seen. Now... Wouldn't that be all of them? This one was terrible. So this one is... What state were they from? They were from... I want to say it was Alabama. Ooh, I think they okay. had Alabama plates. All right. The thing that was surprising is, okay, so Pikes Peak is a windy mountain road. Yep. There's no guardrails. Right. Totally fine. We're going up, which means for most of the mountain, the the sheer cliff is on the right side of us. Correct. This guy was almost entirely in the opposing lane driving up around every corner. Because he was freaked out. Yes. Oh, and I'm okay. like, dude, you can't do that because at some point people are going to be coming back down. And they can't see you. Right. Yeah. And, but it was just, it was so disgusting how far over the double yellow lines he was for so much of the mountain. And it was frustrating. It was like, dude, just. And this was after. So this was just going up. To, this to was see. just going up to the get to the peak. I'm I'm stoked you got to see the new lodge. The new lodge was cool. I, I kind of wish I'd seen the old lodge because that mm-hmm. one, I heard it was small and a little kind of. Small and janky and old. Yes, but I kind of wanted cool to see the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the charm. I mean, did you, so you walked out, did you see the tracks? Yes. So the, that's all still there, the, the cable co- car. The, yeah, yeah, it was running. They oh had, really? They had, they had the cog train up there. Yeah, it wasn't running last time I was there. Yeah, it was it was all running. So we got to go to the top, and it, the weird thing is, is like when we were down at Cove Creek, we had heavier jackets on because it was cold. Right. We got to the peak, we were in t-shirts because it was warm, low fifties, huh? but full sun, so you were fine. How how out of shape does it make you feel to walk across that parking lot? It wasn't bad, really. Now I think because of the fact that. We were we were kind of used to spending time at altitude to a certain extent. Um, I had been I had been at altitude for like two weeks and it still winded me. It it does wind you a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, you you're kind of surprised about it, but it wasn't that bad. Grayson did have a little bit of a headache mm. at that fourteen thousand foot elevation. Yeah. And, and remember how I mentioned we packed a cooler of food. Yep. So we had told the the corner worker that, and he's like, oh, he's like. I, if you're going up to the peak, he's like, don't eat now. Wait till you get up there. Oh, he's like, for some reason, like people who eat here and then drive up get nauseous. Oh. And so he's like, if you can wait, just wait till you get to the top. So once we got up to the top, which ended up being like close to like 10 o'clock, yeah. we got some donuts. I was going to say, did you get donuts? We did. And they, they're okay. They're, just a, they're not great. They're not great. No, they're fine. But there was so much hoopla about them. 
Because it's it's the thing you do. You I, go to Pikes Peak, you go to the summit, and you get a donut. Yeah. Well, two donuts. Yeah, so they're like cinnamon sugar. like, And they're not even very beautiful looking donuts. They're just kind of mm. like misshapen. It's like the altitude makes them even shittier. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Mine were plain. Yeah, we had cinnamon sugar ones. So they were at least had some flavor. But of course, at altitude, not everything does. Right. And then so we brought up, uh, and then I went to the cooler and grabbed our yogurts and our, and our breakfast. And so we had breakfast in the um, inside the visitor center. Nice. So that that was nice. I I mean it's a cool place. What's on the way down? I like how. So you're talking about terrible drivers. I was on a bike and I was going like the driver in front of me at one point was going so slow. I was like, dude, I'm gonna fall over. I got stuck behind a biker that, that was, was going, going really slow. so oh, slow, no, dude. And I, every single there's huge signs everywhere that say, "Do not ride your brakes. Oh, Use yeah. low gear. Do and you're not seeing ride somebody your brakes. Riding and their everybody brakes. is riding their freaking brakes. Yeah. And I just so and I love the little brake the brake temperature check. They that wasn't. There, that was there, but nobody Not was man. there. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. The When I went uh, coming down, the woman that was with dude, she was so cute. And I, I Oh, yeah, she, I remember. I, yeah, I saw her twice. It was pretty funny. Yeah, you but, remember, I remember that story. Yeah, but that's a, it's cool, though. I mean, it's such a neat, like, it that was, road's so cool. It was a cool experience. And the big reason for the, us going to Pikes Peak was Grayson wanted to see Ken Block's Puna Pegasus, the 911 Porsche that's all-wheel drive mid-engine. We kind of all knew that wasn't going to happen. That my neighbor Joe built. So he helped. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. yeah. So Joe Scarbo is the guy behind um, the, the if, you, if you've seen mention of the name, the whole full name is like, it's the SVRSR uh, Ken Block Huna Pegasus, whatever. So the SV is Scarbo Vintage, and then the RSR is what he, he nicknamed the, the, the car. Mm. And so it's his chassis that the car is built upon. His suspension is on all stuff. So we wanted to go see it in person. And we got to see the car in person, but we wanted to see it qualify. But it blew up in qualifying. Yeah. And they didn't bring like a spare engine with them. That, so. See, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, but I, I think... The, they didn't bring stuff to fix anything. They didn't bring spare anything. It just didn't make a lot of sense. And it seemed very last minute haphazard. It, yeah. And it, that maybe is part of the problem. Yeah, if you if you they, they have like a fifty minute documentary like the Hoonigans put together explaining the, the the backstory, they didn't get the go ahead to actually start the build until like right around Christmas time. So to go from yeah. starting the build to being in Pikes Peak six months later, it's pretty impressive. But that also kind of goes to show why they didn't have yeah a bunch of backup parts and all this other stuff. But I mean, it's you know it. Ken has learned that you know when all else fails, blame your equipment. Right. Yeah. But I, I think this kind of ended up being like the best case scenario for them because now the car is built. Now right. they can continue to refine it, perfect sure. it, and then they have next year to go race it again. Huh? And, and this year, honestly, the weather was really shitty on oh, race dude, day. It was terrible. So we didn't stick around for the race day. We were already, I think on the day of the race, we were in New Mexico. And uh, New Mexico is also kind of cool. But it snowed Saturday night. In, oh, it actually in, snowed. It snowed up on the peak, yeah. uh, and it was super foggy and yeah. wet and everything like that. So all of the, the times weren't very impressive. So, so no records were set. So It looked really gnarly. Yes. I watched part of the coverage, the mobile one, I guess. Yeah, they did it on their YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. The well, coverage because, was awful. Because the cameras couldn't see shit. They, couldn't, they had tethered drones that wouldn't work because yeah. they, there was no visibility. There were Well, unfortunately, there were only like two... I think two cameras maybe that were working and you yeah. couldn't see crap. It was terrible. The cover is awful. And it's just like, eh, whatever. Which kind of made me there. glad that we didn't bother to try to stick around and watch the race on the on race day and yeah. stay on the mountain because we wouldn't have seen much. New Mexico's cool. 
New Mexico's interesting. Where'd you go? Santa Fe? Uh, we did Santa Fe and Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, the drive between Colorado and New Mexico is pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. It's flat and dry. And then right as you get into the New Mexico border, it starts getting more mountainous and more green. And then that's kind of like the crest. Mm-hmm. And then you get back down into flatness and boredom. There is some cool stuff, though, like between like Taos and... There, Santa Fe, there's like rad rock formations and like all that's pretty cool. But one of those parks was closed. Oh, okay. It was closed because of the pandemic because it's on Indian uh, yep. tribal lands. And then they decided to then revamp the whole like visitor center and the park and everything. So that was closed. So we couldn't go see that. Right. Um, but we did end up doing the Petrified National Forest. Which, which is cool. Which is really cool. Yeah. And that's another one of those big parks. It's it's a 25-mile road. Uh-huh. Um and there's all these turnouts and, and little points you can get out. So that was a nice park to go through. And in that one, we were battling this crazy torrential thunderstorm downpour yep. that we could keep seeing off in the distance. And we saw all the crazy thunder and lightning. But we were through the park and maybe about 20 minutes away before we finally had to start really using the wipers. Yeah. Because they had occasional sprinkles at certain spots, but mostly dry. I've drove across part of New Mexico in one of those insane storms, like lightning. Oh, man. And, oh, dude, it was so cool. It was, honestly, it was an amazing experience. Every time the lightning would strike, it would light up all the cliff formations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh it's bitching. Yeah. That, that was really cool. Yeah, so New Mexico was fine. Uh, Santa Fe and Albuquerque were cool. Uh, not as, I, I, I honestly think the, the, the most scenic part of the drive was Highway 70 through Colorado. Just because you get to drive through such varying terrain that mm-hmm. you end up going through uh, Breckenridge yeah. and Vail. And it's all along, well, a lot of it's along that river. Along the Colorado you River. Th- you go through the... Eisenhower Tunnel. That's what it is, Eisenhower Tunnel. Which is yep. the highest and longest uh, tunnel in the interstate system, in the, yep. in the national inter- highway yep. system. So that was cool. I've only ever been through there on a bike. It's not any different in a car, except you have windows. No, no, no I'm just saying. Like I've, I'm just thinking about that. I've never gone through there in a car. Oh, okay. Only on a bike. And last time I went through there was um, pockets of of downpour. Oh, crazy! And I would pull, like I'd pull off into, you know, there's like all those little parks and yeah, stuff yeah. you can stop at. There's a lot of them. There's a ton of them. So I would stop at one and like go to sit by the river, and then ten seconds later would go from sun to dumping rain. <laughs> Dang! So I'd get back on the bike and go a little bit more and yeah, try to outrun yeah, the rain. It was cool. It was, it's it's a beautiful area. The the worst part of the drive was literally the last day. We we stopped in Williams, and in the morning, uh, we got up early, went to Arizona, which oh, is that yeah. wild animal park you can drive through in a little zoo. That's so weird. So that was cool. We did was it, it la- cool? Yeah, because we did it last year when we were at the Grand Canyon. So Grayson loves it. Okay. So we went back and did it again. And there was a new um, mountain coaster that is at the end of Route 66 in, in Williams. Or not at the end, but at the end of Route 66 as it passes through Williams. Got it. And it's a gravity coaster. Oh, cool. It's just the metal rails and you have a little handbrake that you can use. Like a, what's that, Alpine coaster? Yeah, yeah. just like that. Yep. So we did that. And then we were done at about like 1030. And then we hit the road. But I had a conference call that night, so we basically had to continue straight through. We stopped in Kingman, Arizona for lunch, and then we just kept going. Kingman, so, another place. Yeah. Don't want to spend time in. No. I've actually been there. I had a friend. His grandmother lived there, and we went out there once, and dude, it sucked. It was a boring, ugly drive. Mm-hmm. It's There's nothing really seen. And I've done it before, but compared to the rest of the route that we were on and what we had seen previously, right. it was just the only thing I really remember about Kingman, other than it was gross, is how slow the drivers are. Everyone in Kingman was driving five under the speed limit on the city roads. That's because they're all old. 
That is a hundred percent accurate, sir. Yeah. Yep. So, and that was the thing is like we, our entire route for the most part was highway. Yeah. But when you think highway, at least in Southern California, I mean, we have, you know, the five, the four or five where it's eight lanes in each direction, you know, all sorts of crazy, crazy interchanges. These highways were two lanes in each direction. So even though it was highway, yeah. it didn't feel like you were on a massive freeway. So it was, it was a nice pace. But I, I did really appreciate the 80-mile-an-hour speed limits that were in Utah and yeah, Colorado. those are nice. Those are nice. Yeah. Montana's the same way. Yeah, because that's yeah. basically what everybody's driving in Southern California already. Yeah. And so just having that as a posted limit was, was really convenient. Yeah, actually, I was driving on the freeway yesterday, uh, and I was going 75, which yeah. I appreciate. Is you know That's the kind of the normal, 85. I was getting past like I was standing still by half the cars. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. Like Southern California traffic, you have everybody that's going, you know, obviously that 75, 80 mile yeah. an hour speed limit. But then you have the people that are going like 55. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? Dude. Or they're doing like a buck 10, you know, weaving in and out of traffic. And it's always the crappiest car. It's always an Ultima. <laughs> Dude, did you see, uh, speaking of Ultimas, there was a wreck that seven people in an Ultima. No way. Five of them died. And they well, found because only five seatbelts in the car. Yeah. Well, they also they they wrecked just down the street from here the other night and they found the nitrous tank and balloons and stuff in the car. Oh, they were all high. Yep. That fucking and sucks. speeding. I was driving on the freeway here and I was in the slow lane getting ready to make an inner to change um, change freeways. Yeah. And I off in the distance, I see somebody with their hazards on in on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they decided to get on the freeway right in front of me. Of course they did. And I was like, why? And, and the other thing that's, okay, I understand, okay, you pulled over. You got to get back on the freeway at some point. Yeah. If you're going to do that. To look. Punch it. Yeah, yeah, And look. Punch it. Try looking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they pulled out far enough ahead of me that they, it wasn't like they cut me off. Oh, yeah, okay. But, but they're still right in front of you and then going But they slow. weren't accelerating because, I mean, if the highways, if the speed of traffic on the highway on the low end is 65. Yeah. You need to punch it. To get to 75 or 65 as fast as you fucking can. Right. Instead of just doing this leisurely merging thing. The other thing, this happened to me yesterday or the day before. Uh, guy got on the highway and I'm going 75, let's say. Yeah. He gets on the highway going about 55 and of course yes. gets in front of me. Yes. So I'm not in the slow lane. I'm in like the middle lane. Yeah. He comes over, gets in front of me. So I slow down and yeah. I go to go around him. What do you think he did? He sped up yeah. to get in front of you again. Yeah. And then took off. The other thing I can't understand is why people can't wait to change lanes. Like there's nobody behind me. Yeah. Yet you have to change lanes and almost cut me off to oh, get right. over. Yeah. If you just waited a half beat, you could have moved behind me and, and they don't care. No. And I, I've noticed not <laughs> most people aren't even using their mirrors. That or turning their head. That's probably where it comes down to. They're just yeah. waiting for the blind spot beep if yeah, they have a car they don't blind care. spot. But yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, so, so then we came back from Colorado from that road trip, and then I had a. Uh, oh, yeah, you went to Palm Springs, up. <laughs> yeah. So I came back on a Monday. Uh huh. Worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Had a half day on Friday, and then Saturday we headed to Palm Springs for the Fourth of July. Nice. So I had a vacation to recover from my strenuous work week that came after my previous vacation. Yeah, that sounds rough. Yeah. Vacations are awesome. We need more of them. I need to do something. I got another one coming up in the beginning of August. Where are you going now? Oh, well, this is when Grayson goes to Woodward. Oh, so he's yeah. going back to yeah, skate camp. So, But up. this time, instead of Jeanette and I hanging around uh, to Hatchapi, we're dropping them off and saying goodbye, and then we're going off to the coast. So we're going to Santa Barbara. Oh, nice. And Arroyo Vista. So we're doing like Central Coast. Yeah, that'll be fun. 
I um, you go to uh, Paso and do a little wine tasting. We don't care for wine. Oh, well, like the wine, the wine that we like has yeah. to taste like Kool Aid. Comes from a box, probably. Yeah. We don't have that that palate when we go. Oh, it's so smoky. <laughs> Hints of oak. Oh, it's okay, like yeah, yeah. No, I I want it to taste like fruit juice. I want it to be oh, all fruity and just yeah. No, so that's funny. That's like the opposite. I can't stand that. You like Boone's Farm then. Probably, but yeah. we're, we're not wine drinkers, I think so that's I, the I don't thing care. That the high school girls drink the Boone's Farm. Uh, I so Bartle I, and James wine coolers is probably yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, fuck, I forgot wine coolers exist. <laughs> Do they still have those? I wonder. Wine, wine coolers were the original like uh, seltzers. Yeah, yeah. I basically. wonder if they still have those. I actually. think they do. Yeah, probably. I um, I got a new piece of art. You did? Yeah. Oh so, yeah, you did. So when I was at the Star Wars celebration, there yeah. was this artist, and it's actually kind of cool. So he started out. Basically, he was like, oh, I was bored. I designed these minimalist baseball. So, like, every stadium, he did a minimalist he version of that. It, yeah. yeah. And that was kind of where he started out. So, MLB saw it and was like, well, these are really cool. Let's license this. So, got into licensing. Star Wars saw it and said, well, these are bitching. Can you do Star Wars ones? Yeah. So, that's kind of his thing now. That and Disney princesses. Wait, so, you wait. clearly got the princess. 100%. But he has a, a whole series of minimalist Star Wars ones. Okay. And I... They were actually kind of, it was kind of hard to choose which one I wanted. And I ended up getting, it's essentially like looking down on part of the Millennium Falcon from the, from like the top down. So I saw the picture, but I, I haven't, cause you sent me a, a picture of your wall. Yeah. And so it's from a distance, not real close up on either right. art piece, but I don't know what it is. I have to look at it. Yeah. But that's, what's cool about it is it's just kind of like, it's a, it's an, a nice artistic piece that doesn't scream dork nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like most of my stuff is art. But you you know still has a nerdy yeah, bit of an edge to it, but still like so the the interesting thing about this, so the guy's name is S Preston. I don't know what the S stands for, but that's what he goes S Preston Esquire. Sure, <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny actually. Uh, no, really nice guy, and uh, I had kind of gone back and forth and was having a little bit of a problem, like actually deciding getting yeah. in touch no just oh. getting in touch with the guy because he he had got COVID, so the gallery was closed. Oh, right, you didn't bite at the show because. I didn't have to because his gallery is it's at right Art, down the street. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's that thing called? City Walk, Art Walk, River Walk. River, yeah, it's right. Whatever it is. Garden, Walk. Garden, Garden Walk. Walk. Yeah, that's what it is. Where the House of Blues is. Yeah. Blank so Walk. I went in or went to go and the gallery was closed because they all had COVID, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. anyways, I messaged it back and forth on Instagram. Finally got this all sorted out. And then um, once you buy it, they frame it in house. So it was a bunch of, you know, they framed it and okay. everything for me. Um, was cheaper than going to a place to get it framed, oh, which yeah. is great. It's surprising how um, expensive oh, framing dude. is. I think that racetrack poster cost me 300 bucks to frame. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so finally went and picked it up this past weekend or past week. Last they, week I picked it up. Are they signed prints? Yeah, it's signed. It's number 13 of 100. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was going to request like... 69? No, 59 is my like lucky number. And I've used that on okay. sports jerseys and stuff. Or that's like what I plan. Anyways, uh, ended up with this just because there was a lot... Whatever. Pain in the ass back and forth. But it's perfect. 13 works for me. It's a good number. Yeah, yeah. So I like it. So that's brought that home, hung it up on the wall and stoked. But the guy's stuff is just really cool. He just did a... Because Colorado just won the Stanley Cup. So he did right. a Stanley Cup thing that's all minimalist. So it's like the Stanley Cup with essentially Colorado colors in the background and like the mountains, the so Rockies. It's just really cool looking stuff. Are these digital illustrations? Or is he doing this like pen and ink is this paint they look like digital yeah this does right um but he's got like like ahsoka is a character from star wars he has a drawing of her that's very clearly a drawing okay the other thing he got into doing was a lot of disney stuff and all of that is very clearly drawn yeah and i hadn't really noticed 
I only am familiar with his other stuff from looking at his website, right. right? And then and hearing him talk about the baseball stuff, and then and we had a long like a twenty minute geeky conversation about baseball while I was there. <laughs> but um, so he, um, I, I afterwards I I realized I had seen his stuff before. There's this big giant um, poster or um, uh, banner kind okay. of of a, a lot of his Disney princess stuff. Yeah, that's at garden walk and i had seen people you know people take pictures in front of it yeah yeah. and so i have seen it before oh just being tagged other places and realized oh okay that's that's who this is and i knew is the guy our age is he older is he younger i would say he's a little bit older okay but he does um i mean he does he goes to the mlb all-star every year so he's gonna be in la next week so he's at the all-star game the fan fest and all that every year um he does like i said he does stuff for all these other different that's kind of cool. I'll yeah, take, it's, yeah, it's pretty rad. I want to take a look at it. Yeah, yeah no, it's here. super cool. I'm, I'm really stoked on it. Um, I got that, and then I got a new board game. So that's my excitement. So speaking of board games. Yes, sir. The, the Ungrownups is about to become... A board game. No. Oh, well, damn it. We're about to receive our first promotional item. We are? We're, yeah, we're getting the Hoopties card game. Oh, yeah. I it, forgot all about that. When's that supposed to show up? It just We just got the shipping notification, oh, cool. I think, Friday. So okay. maybe the next time uh, we do this episode, hopefully in about two weeks, yeah, we'll, have uh, to. we'll actually have some gameplay. So yeah. if you guys are at all familiar with the uh, game Cards Against Humanity, um, this, this Hoopties game is very similar to that concept. Um, you basically, it's it's played with, I guess... There's one card that you flip over, okay. and it gives you the situation. So in this case, like one of the pictures I saw, the situation was uh, most likely to give me a boner. Oh, and then you have to and you have you, cards that you, are cars, right? Then you card do, cars. There, there are cars or whips. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that which makes sense. What kind of the vehicles sure. they are, and then there's a modification, and you have to pair the car with the modification to then oh, meet that situation. Okay. So in this case, the most likely to give me a boner, one of the examples was the vehicle was a Hummer H2, and the modification <laughs> was stanced to oblivion with negative 12 degrees of camber on all four corners. I would like to see that, actually. <laughs> in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is totally the the card game for car nerds. That sounds awesome. So, it yeah, it, it made me laugh, because looking at it, it's like, this is totally Cards Against Humanity, yeah. but it's, it's basically... Cars and then various modifications. That's so funny. And these scenarios. Yeah, it sounds so cool. The game is called Hoopties, and we've got one on the way to the uh, Ungrown Ups. We are very clearly influencers. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. So we'll have to have the guys on from the card game to kind yeah, of where, talk about it. Where are they from? Do you know? Well, when I when we when I gave them the shipping address, like, dude, you guys are local. I'm like, yeah, isn't everybody <laughs> in Southern California? Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Kind and of it was assume. one of those things where. I think you sent me a link to the card game or something, something like that. Yeah. And then so I commented, I'm like, oh, this looks like fun. And the guy's like, oh, hey, you know, we'll send you a box if you guys want to try it out and talk about it. I'm like, for yeah, sure. That's awesome. So this exchange happened almost a month ago. Like, yeah, I had forgotten about it. Not going to lie. Yeah, because they this is the very first shipment. They, they had like a Kickstarter. Yeah. And so this is the first shipment going out. And then so we're getting one of the, I guess, media review kits. Awesome. Because we're That's exciting. important influencers. Yeah, we are influencers. And speaking of that, you got approached. Actually, we got approached, but you replied. I did because I wanted to see where this was going to go. So Ryan is a fan of putting up with bullshit to see how far he can take the bullshit. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah, sometimes I... I just get really annoyed and tell them to f off like i get a lot of and weirdly the dog 
Instagram. Yes. It's a lot of, uh, yeah. well, oh. he gets a lot of pet stuff, right? Right. Which they makes need sense. influencers for collars and leashes. Sure, yeah. And it's like shitty bandanas and whatever. But and I, I, and I just ignore him. I think it's all the same scam. Oh, it totally is. It has to be. Except for he did get something from an unknown, bo- uh, an unnamed bone manufacturer. And I don't want to say who it is because I don't think their products are good for dogs. But they did send him a, a kit oh. of stuff for free. Okay. And, and just asked us to. No strings attached. That's kind of cool. No, that was cool. Um, no, give us your shipping credit card or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah. So, so I get ones personally on my personal Instagram. Nine times out of ten, it is for um, athleisure wear for women. But why? I don't know. And I think it's just bots that just target whatever. But how? Because it's I mean, always somebody tells you and then they say, oh, DM the main account. Yes. Right. That's Which what I usually see. And that's what I. Weird to begin with. I delete those right away. Because yep. those are clearly scams. So the but, one that the young grown got, we got it. What? Yesterday? Well, but real quick, the, the athleisure ones, I always say, but I'm a dude. And then you never hear anything back. Or I, the, he got one. I, my, Ripley's Instagram got one. And it was the same thing. Athleisure wear for women. And I go, he's a dog. How's that going to work? Yeah. And they're like. Oh, you, it could be for you. And I said, well, I'm a dude, so how's that going to work? Yeah. And they were just like crickets after that. So anyways, so the one that came was a watch company. Yeah, some no-name watch company. Never heard of them. I looked them up on the internet. Nobody's ever heard of them. Yeah, and you look at the website, their website, It's it's everything looks like stock images. I mean, the watches look unique, but the, all the the staff, the bios of the, yeah. the owners or whatever. It's all BS. It's all BS. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, is you look at the Instagram conversation Every sentence is punctuated with the red heart emoji. Oh, it's that so they weird. sent over. Yeah, and then, oh, okay, dear. Should yes. we start this? Okay, love. L- l- let us review your application. We didn't apply. Right. We just told you we're two dudes with a podcast. Yeah. Like, so I did get they they did respond that we were approved. Yes, which is exciting. And they gave us a, a code yep. that we could use. Which yep. So could. if you go to the website, I put in a, some BS info. And I put the code in. Oh, and what's it do? And the code is spelled really effed up too. Like it doesn't make, it's not English, whatever it's supposed to be. Well, it's got our name in it. But it doesn't. But it's it spelled doesn't. wrong. Yeah. Well, it's AMB, Ungrown Ups Podcast. Yeah, I don't know what AMB is supposed to be. I don't know either. Amber? Was I, the person's name Amber? I have no idea. Have Anyways, no idea. so uh, I oh, went it's on. Ambassador, AMB. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. So I went on. Yeah, that's weird. The ambassador program. Yeah, yeah. And so I went on to the thing, put the code in, and it what it does is it takes the price of the watch out. Yeah. And so now you pay $30. But I'm never, there's no way in hell I'm putting my credit card in there. Right. That's like, where I think the scam is. Yeah. It's literally either you're paying for shipping for a piece of shit that's worth pennies. Or it's they've got your credit card number. Yeah, and then you had sent something that basically said it was a scam. Yeah, because I, I typed in typed in the name of that that company right. and sent it over, and and some other guys like I don't even have that many followers. Why are they approaching me yeah. about being an influencer? Well, that's what's funny about it is it's it's very clearly they're just trying to get stuff. So I I yeah I I went far enough to see what was going to happen because I all I said was. They said, oh, yeah, do you want to get started? I said, I just want to know how this works. Like, what, what yeah. exactly is the Hi, deal? curious to know what the details are. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. And then they reply, oh, okay. And then we have many ambassadors in your country. Yeah, which Happy is weird. Happy face emoji. Like, and they asked where we're from, and I didn't answer. And yeah. then they say we have a bunch of ambassadors in your country. Yeah. Okay. It's and, weird. Yeah. This will be the same every month, and that's all we ask for you to do as an ambassador. So shall we proceed now, dear? Yeah, it's creepy. Is it all women's? We're two dudes. I yeah, it was the it's weirdest bizarre. thing. And then it was like, I will check with my team if your application is validated and get back to you, heart emoji. Yeah, what what team and what application? Yeah, it's just like... Uh, it's funny. 
Yes. The only thing that we actually are or I am an ambassador for is for the, uh, the watches. Yeah, sure. The watch bands, the, yep. sh- the shark watches. Well, the actual watches, and the watches as well. themselves. Yeah. And so if you want to, you know, if you want to save money, go on to, uh, to the Freestyle Watch website and uh, you can order a watch. Use code The Real Cavalier and you save money. Yes. And then once we get our, our review copy of Hoopties, the card game. Yeah. We'll play it and let you know how we like it. And we that's, will. that's no. We're not getting paid. We're just getting a free card game. Yeah, but we're, you know. We're eager. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Uh, but speaking of board games, so what, we had a conversation about color, and I don't know if yes, that was on the Yes, you had that, that game where you had a kind Did of Did we talk about this yet? Yes. Okay, it's so much fun. Yeah? Yeah, it's really fun. It's Even not sober? easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played it, we played it on 4th of July with my family. It was really oh, cool. Yeah? yeah, it's interesting. But I also got another game that's a cooperative game. It's a cooperative board game where you basically have to stop a pandemic. <laughs> from spreading and so it just felt nobody so, wins. it was so on the nose uh essentially there's four different diseases that are spreading throughout the world and you have to find the cures if you find the cures you win but it's time limited because you the the main deck that you play off of the deck of cards that go yeah. to the board game you don't reshuffle so oh. those are gone you're hosed interesting but it's cooperative so you, you you're like talking strategy the whole time you're playing this game even though you have your own individual turn how do you win do you to get, get rid of all your cards no you have to cure the four diseases you so you're all four yeah you don't necessarily have to eradicate them but they do need to be cured okay and it's it's a trip it's it's pretty interesting it was fun i played like four or five times already is this a game that was created after the pandemic to or be did honest it? i'm not sure but i think it was before <laughs> unfortunate like, timing oh, man but-, but they're probably sound like hotcakes now and i think it's literally called pandemic <laughs> Oh, let's take a look at that. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds interesting. It's fun. I mean, it's a, you know, fun. I don't know. I like board games. Yeah, we aren't much of a board game household. Like, I mean, the closest we got was with Domino's. And that was only because of our little adopted Nana Sandy. Uh-huh. And she was a big Domino, like Mexican train, I guess is the name Which of the I, game. I still don't understand. Why can't it just be called train? I don't know. What is the, uh, no one has explained to me what the aspect that makes it Mexican. I don't don't know not that there's anything wrong with it i just don't know but i don't why, get it yeah yeah like it could have been bullet train peruvian or, yeah or just or fast train german commuter train or, <laughs> commuter yeah. train that one would get you there but just not on time yeah yeah so you shared an email with me this morning from your little uh hustle email list yeah i forwarded you something the hustle i don't remember what it was well it was the, the title of the email was, Are You a Kidult? Oh, yeah. So, which is a shitty, shitty name that's in why comparison to Ungrownups. Right. Ungrownups is way cooler sounding yeah, than Kidult. Is kidult is dumb as hell. Also, it's basically people just taking our ideas, how I feel about it. Yeah. And what it is, is like apparently the, the term Kidult dates back to the 1950s when the TV industry used it to describe adults who enjoyed youthful programming like The Adventures of Sir Lancelot. Uh, just to circle back really quick. Oh, God. Why yeah. did I say that? Pandemic board game came out like before 2013. Oh, shit. It's yeah, old. It's old. Yeah. It's a vintage game. <laughs> in this day and age, it is a vintage game. So this, anyway, so it was an interesting article. Yeah, it was from The Hustle. So they basically kind of just do like a high level overview of some stuff and yep. some links. And so they basically say the, the today's adults and their adult paychecks are driving demand for nostalgia as they play and revel in the pastimes and culture of their youth. A 2021 Toy Association survey found that 58% of adult respondents had purchased a toy for themselves. 58%. Had purchased a toy for themselves. Yep. Which, in this room, is 100% accurate. (laughs) No, it's 100%. Us. Yeah. Yeah. So it said 58% 
uh, bought a toy for themselves. 65% purchased board games. Yep. 61% bought craft or building kits, which... Makes sense. Yeah, but I don't know if that's necessarily a kid thing. I mean, just crafting in general should be a hobby that anybody could do. Oh, I don't think they mean crafting like scrapbooking. I Uh, think they mean... Craft or building kits is how they categorize it. Yeah. 53% threw down on collectibles. Yeah. And then 52% got into video games, which that all makes sense. I think by building kit, too, they mean like Lego. Maybe. Potentially. But they were even talking about like the collectibles, like... uh, what are those stupid vinyl toys? Uh, I mean, Funko Pop. Yes. I have one. So they, they talked about like, you know, the, the, the collectability of those. Um, and then they were talking about brands releasing toys geared towards adults, like adult-sized Razor, razor scooters, yep. the more artsy Lego sets. Yeah, um, like they just had, they have all the art. They have the yeah. Van Gogh set that just came out, Starry Night. Yeah, so I mean, it seems kind of interesting. So They also just announced, I think it comes out in... September or something like that. Did you see this? They, they've got a Bowser from Super Mario. I saw something about it, but I don't think I paid it's attention like to it. It's like $270. It's 12 inches tall. A giant buildable, posable Bowser. It looks rad. That sounds kind of cool. But to, to what that article is talking about, Legos, they're also raising their prices, they announced. So prices are going up. More of their sets are 18 and up or aimed at adults. Yeah, anyways, yeah, I've right? seen that. And even the themes like Mario is a nostalgic theme for a lot of people, but for kids, it's not at all. Because it doesn't make any sense to them, really. So and all of their, their Mario stuff, not all of it, but 90% of it thus far has been those playable game, game yeah. type sets, right? And Which now, I think is where they're trying to get the appeal from for the kids to right. make it a game. Right. Even though they may not be familiar with the characters. Right. And then now you've got the Bowser, which... I guess can interact with those things, but it's not necessarily like an expansion set. It's not like a level, so to speak. So I've got two items that were waiting on emails from the Lego store on one was, Oh, did you pre-order some stuff? No, one was the, the DeLorean that was out of stock. I signed up for the email. Yeah. Let me know when it's in stock. And this was months ago. If you go to that product now on the Lego store, you can no longer sign up for email notifications because so many people, people want it. have signed up. Every time I go to the store, I try to find it. And oh, if they had it last weekend, I was there, I was going to buy it for you. Yeah. Well, not, you know what I mean? I was yeah, going to yeah. make sure you got it because it was also double VIP points. Right. So that is the first item that we've been wanting. The other one just came about, and I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but Grayson wanted, he, he's been saving up his money for no real purpose other than just saving his money. Yeah, that's not, not a bad thing. And then he came across the McLaren F1 Technic set. So oh, it's, yeah, that's a it's newer an set. F1. It's yeah, a newer set. Yeah. And we went to the Lego store right before we went to Colorado, and they had it in stock, but he was like 40 bucks short. Oh, okay. He had the money to buy it, but he didn't want to wipe out his entire savings. He wanted to have money left over. Sure. So our, our neighbor is a real estate agent, and so Grayson has been running errands for her. So like she does like if she's doing an open house in a neighborhood, pick up the signs. She puts like flyers on people's doors. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. So Grayson went around for 4th of July and put up little 4th of July trinkets with her notepad and little, little ribbon thing. And so she, dude, that gives me flashbacks. My mom's a realtor was a realtor growing my whole time growing up. So you had to do that when I was in from like third grade to freshman, we lived, my mom lived in the neighborhood that was her farm. Right. Right. And dude, notepads. Oh, yeah. and like I, I handed out crap for years. She would make us do it. Yeah, it so sucked. He's basically getting paid twenty bucks an hour. So that's pretty damn good, actually. Yeah. So he on the Fourth of July went around the neighborhood and put out 
he went to like 75 houses putting something on the door for each one of these houses. Right. And then uh, just the other day, he did, she was doing an open house in a different neighborhood. And so he folded uh, the eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper in half, slid it inside these clear plastic bags that had little holes in the top that she, he could then oh, like, yeah. put over the knob. Yep, yep. And so he did like a, I think he basically had to stuff like a hundred bags and then go walk the neighborhood and, and put those up. And it took him like two hours. So he got bad. 40 bucks for that. Yeah. So he had enough then to buy this Lego set and have money left over. So we drive to the Lego store and it's sold out. That's surprising actually. Two weeks after we saw it, sold out. And they had like six in stock at the time and it, it didn't, the set had been out for a while. Yeah, that doesn't. That set doesn't seem like one that would sell out right hard. And so it was kind of surprising. And so Grayson was kind of bummed because that was his big thing that he was looking forward to. And sure. So kind of bummed. But then the website said, "Hey, sign up for email notification." So we we've done that. So now we're waiting on an email for the Lego DeLorean and the Lego McLaren F1 race car. I don't know that you'll ever get an email about that DeLorean because that thing is hot and super hard to find well my assumption is is they're just gonna continue to build another run and because they know they have five thousand to ten thousand people waiting on it they know kind of what kind of quantities they need to build yeah i mean i don't meet think demand. i don't think they're it's it's not getting retired it's no. just being able to find it like if you wanted it now you could get it off amazon but it's going to cost you 250 bucks which isn't terrible because it's 180 bucks was what it was in the store. But same thing with the McLaren F1 set. That was 180 bucks, and it's on Amazon for like 240-ish, 250-ish. Which is kind of nutty that that's now like the the normal larger set price. You know that 180 price point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like which, that Bowser is 270 dollars. So that's it's, the other weird thing is like 180, yeah, that's doable. 270, yeah. it starts going. Eh. But what's? But I did the math. It's nine cents a piece. Piece, I know. So it's yes, mathematically, it is still what Lego should be. In but theory. it still seems steep. It's crazy. Like some of these sets are just getting out of yeah, control. Like the the Lamborghini uh, Scion or Sion. How are you? Oh yes, Cyan. Cyan. Cyan? That thing is like 375 bucks or something like that. It's it's yeah. a it's a more and so that's where it starts going. Yeah, I can't drop that. So. Um, I don't go on Facebook too much anymore. I go on, I do go on every day, but I go on it to look at memories. I look at the memories and okay. you know, like three years ago today, I was on a motorcycle trip. Yeah. Um, two years ago or last year I was on the Ducati anyways. So go and look at that and you know, they give you like suggested groups. I might've oh. actually referred you to it maybe because I found it hilarious. So it's a Lego group that is dedicated to discussing investing I saw Lego. it, but I didn't join it. I so I did. I went, I joined it just because I was curious. <laughs> yeah. And the, these people are literally speculating. Oh, on, on the price. Here's what's going to retire. Oh, yeah. Here's what we should buy. Oh, I just picked up 12 of this set. Oh, I just bought 15 of this set. Oh, that's not a good investment. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, I understand that Lego appreci- weirdly appreciates in value. I, yeah. But I think a lot of some of it's like sentimentality. But you can sell some the boxes. People will buy oh, we've, empty we've boxes. This before, yeah. yeah, it's just bizarre. And they, the other thing that they're doing, like the DeLorean, I think I told you the DeLorean box, the Optimus Prime box, those are thumb tab. Oh, I haven't seen your your. Oh yeah, I've seen you had it. I think somewhere else before, but I haven't seen it like on display. That yeah, was, it's pretty huge actually. Yeah. Uh, but they the, had those in the store. I was surprised. I thought that would be. Yeah, like, I thought that would be gone, but they're pretty easily yeah. easily available. But what's interesting is that those. So they're now the icons. I think they're calling them. Okay. Instead of whatever. 
some ideas. Name. It used to be ideas. But all those boxes have the, the push tab things and people are complaining. This is bullshit. Like, oh, because all, it, now what am I supposed to do with this box? Other people are like, oh, you just steam it open. Like, dude, it's a Lego box. My, uh, I think my most expensive Lego set was the Porsche 911 GT3. Yeah. But that one came in the almost like the fancy packaging box with a box like clamshell right. open and it's got box inner boxes and yep. it's and so that one makes Those sense. Those are nice. That's a nice box. Yeah. yeah, but the ones with the 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 push tabs, you kind of tear the box to get it open. And I and I guess it makes sense if you're spending 180 bucks. Right. I that, just don't know why they do it. Like some boxes that way and some boxes like they're just regular yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you call that? Just taped closed. I would be kind of interested to see, because right now the Lego store interior is very kid-like. It's bright yellow and red. Like It'll the, probably transition, you think? I'm kind of a expecting it. Kind of like maybe more like Apple Store-ish, where it's just a little bit more Spartan. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Actually. Just more modern, just maybe to appeal more towards that adult crowd. Yeah. But on the flip side, I can kind of see it sticking the same, because then you kind of have that youthful joy of the bright colors like i yeah. don't know i mean i think that maybe that like that one section becomes a little more and it already is kind of a little more adult when we were in the uh lego flagship store in new york city yeah. that was a new store that just opened up like yeah, that less place than a year crazy. ago it's crazy but yeah. it's very kid-like in right. bright colors and everything over there so i don't know if they'll ever really go towards that adult button down it, it would be kind of cool if they i mean it would cost them money because it's real estate but it would be kind of cool to have a separate, like an eighteen and over Lego store. Like kids can still go in. <laughs> but what a I mean, like curtain, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but like corner. you know where all the higher end sets are, <laughs> right? And it's a little more. Well, and the weird thing is, is like what makes it an eighteen and over? What what makes a set so hard that a sixteen year old or that's the it's age not, is it's seeming not that. so I think it's arbitrary. Ar- yeah, I think it's arbitrary in the sense that this appeals more to an adult than a kid kind of thing. That I get. Holy but, crap, dude! The Lego Ghostbusters firehouse. Yeah. From I can't remember what year. A couple was. years back, it's baller money now, dude. A grand. Oh shit! I should sell mine. Do you still have yours in the box? Yeah, brand new. Because <laughs> I have, Never I opened. mean, it's that. Well, I have a lot of sets that aren't open because I don't have room, the place to put them together. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, you know, but I have that. I have like I have the old sand crawler, yeah. which is probably worth a bunch of money. Hmm. Maybe you should look hmm. at it. Hmm. Ah, interesting. But I don't. I'm not the guy that like. I, I'm not. I didn't get the stuff to. Um. What do you call that? To flip. To flip. But no. at the same time, like, like I, I've got a um, a friend who, who's a. Uh, automotive journalist and yeah. he had a bunch of hot wheels from when he was a kid and he realized a lot some of them were um paint over chrome which is mm. the early build cars that they use for photography purposes yeah. where there was actually like a they the entire car was chromed and then painted so that for photography they really looked spectacular right and so he had gotten them as rewards in elementary school and he sold. Oh, that's cool. He's been he's had them for years. Yeah. And he realized that he was sitting on like a treasure trove of of value, and so he sold one. It was like a Camaro. It sold for over seven grand. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, a single Hot Wheel, seven grand, like seven and change. Like holy it was, crap! Right. And he's got other ones, and so it's like it wasn't like he kept them to flip them or anything. Yeah, like yeah. That. He it just, just happened to have them. Just a hobby that right. he had started as a kid, and he just kind of hung on to them. And you realize, hey, they're worth money. So yeah. same thing with, with this Lego set. If it if you can turn your hundred and fifty to hundred and eighty dollar set into a thousand bucks, right? Why not? Or just hang on to it because it's just going to keep going up. True. And it's in the it's the um 
it has a lot of that the older brown bricks that the brittle bricks yeah they just fall apart so it's one of those things where if you put it together you leave it together you never take it back apart which is that's fine <laughs> i guess right like i just think it's it's insane about how expensive some of this stuff has become and it's like anything else, I guess, that you collect, right? Or any anything that somebody else collects, so to speak. But not even collection things. Like, and this is maybe the whole we're old kind of thing. But I was at Target yesterday running errands. And we walked through the back-to-school section. And they had Jansport backpacks like on, on the peg hooks hanging. And I remember those very simple Jansport backpack. One large uh, compartment. And then one smaller pocket uh, compartment. The leather bottom. And it was like a 20 dollar backpack like 29 24 to 29 dollars is kind of what i vaguely remember yeah they're now like 50 60 bucks why well because inflation i mean even though it's been shit way longer than 25 years since i was in elementary school but yeah it's 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 interesting looking at things and you're going well you would think that you know well i mean the raw materials wouldn't have gotten any cheaper they still have to purchase you know the, the the cotton and the in the polyester and all that stuff to make it labor's gone up shipping's gone up so i mean it's like it does kind of make sense but it still seems strange that the same exact backpack in a slightly different pattern is now twice more than twice as much as it was when i was a kid yeah I don't, it's weird i um so you were talking about how there's a i found this place i'm trying to think of what the name of it is but they specialize in just die cast cars Okay, like a little collector hobby shop kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. It's like going to an, an Ultimate Hobbies or something, okay. but it happens to be all different die-cast um, cars. Like at different scales. Like some of those scale car models are super expensive because they're very detailed. Like I saw one that was... Oh, yeah. Some of them are insanely I expensive. I want to say it was like a, a 300 SL, a Gullwing Mercedes, and it was like $6,000 for like a, a 124th scale or something, wow. but it was like super elaborate, but six grand. For a diecast model car, it's crazy. There's, a, I want to take my nephew. I want to take my nephew to the store. And I'm trying to remember what the heck it's called. I think it's called the diecast store. I would call it. You break it, you buy it. That's fair. Because <laughs> yeah. it usually seems like those stores when they got really expensive shit have those really tacky handwritten signs kind of plastered all over the place. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just literally called the diecast store. And I had gotten a. Oh no, it's called Super Auto Toys. Oh. This there's a different. So this one's in Garden Grove. But I just looked. There is a place called the Diecast Store. That's in Anaheim. All right. But this place, like, it looks pretty cool. I mean, they've got like all these different. Um, all the Hot Wheels that you can't find in stores because they Hot Wheels you can't find. They have all kinds of different types of uh, not just Hot Wheels, but like the place is just packed full. Interesting. Of, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, so, anyways, I'm gonna go check that place out because there is there is still a hobby shop down the street. Yes. Um, but they're getting pretty hard to find. The one I went to was off of Tustin Avenue. Yep. Yeah, that, that was where we got our, Grayson got his uh, his car. That's where, I think, I got mine online. I got mine directly from Traxxas. Yeah. I kind of want one of those little mini quad copter things. This, okay. You know, just but to screw around in the house. They have, they have a target, but those are kind of hard to fly. You want one that does like the auto leveling. I guess. So that way you can let go of the controls and it'll still Oh, yeah, just hover position. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then you can tap it up and tap it forward and stuff so it's not as I difficult. finally sold it but I used to have a helicopter um that was one battery of those or gas? 3D uh, battery okay it was one of those 3D like you know inverted flight cable oh, nice. yeah nice. It, was, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to try to fly it's they're almost impossible yeah it was funny cuz uh our na- or our neighbors um 
Grayson's little buddy, uh-huh. uh, Carson, he bought like one of those Target inexpensive drones. Like he had birthday money or Christmas money, something like that. And he spent 50 bucks and got a little cheapy drone. And it didn't take long until he flew it into somebody's backyard and never got it back. So then he got more money and bought another one. And same thing, flew it, and then it just like crashed it, and then it crashed, and it blew up into a bunch of pieces. Somehow he's kind of worked through three or four drones, and now he's onto a DJI. Those are expensive. Yes. And really nice. Yes. But so far he's been able to keep it in one piece. Like it's still intact. And so I think it's one of those things where you think you're saving money by buying the cheap one. But you're not. But you're not because yeah. it lacks all the tech and stuff that prevents you from crashing it and, and wiping it out. My brother-in-law got a drone one year, uh, and so we were messing around with it, and it was pretty fun. And then yeah. it got like on the roof, it landed on the roof or whatever, and so he went up to the roof to grab it, and I had the controls, and I went to take it off, yeah. and it just went haywire. It went up and then just took off. That's what happened to his first one. Yeah. It just went skyrocketed out of, out of sight and yeah was like, uh, and i wasn't touching anything right. it was hilarious and so <laughs> we drove around tried to find it obviously couldn't find it and then he ended up i think i ended up just buying him a new one because i felt so bad like, it wasn't necessarily <laughs> my fault right but i was like oh i feel terrible and it was a cheapy one from amazon yeah so i bought him that and uh that, that was pretty funny but yeah the um the drones are interesting i think the dji stuff is pretty cool like you can get neat footage but well that's what they're annoying I, yes but the, I think the thing that made it interesting was like the first few, like the 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 first two I think he had were super cheap, had no like camera, no yeah. visuals. The third one paired with his smartphone and had some control and he had some basic camera moves. And then now the DJI does all that same yeah. stuff. But the DJI one is obviously much better because it uses GPS. So it can return back to its starting location right. and has all the bells and whistles to make sure that you don't lose it. But then it also becomes that much more expensive, so it's no longer a toy. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely not a toy. And so then it's like you don't want to play with it. Yeah. So, why? Well, I, um, I was gonna buy one of those ones that do the auto follow when yes. I lived in Oregon to film like dirt bike rides and yeah. stuff. But then I realized, like, okay, what if the tree avoidance doesn't work, and now I'm stuck? Where have, the hell did it go? Have you seen those 360 cameras that you can just put on the end of like a whip, and then yeah, it, those are pretty cool. And then it edits out the whip. Yeah. That's probably what I would do because it's so much cheaper. Right. Dude, you know what's cool, though? I've actually, speaking of those cameras, I, I, I'm assuming they're using 360 cameras, but I've seen a, some pretty rad footage of people using one of those cameras on a stick. Yeah. And they're like, say somebody's cliff diving and they throw it off next yes. to the person. And then you can you can, you can change. see them all the way down. It's super rad. That's, that's even though the clever. camera, even though the camera's like rotating and spinning and stuff, right. you can stabilize the image right. or focus on the same point. Yeah. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's a clever idea. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think those cameras are like 200 bucks, 300 bucks. I don't know. I, I know no GoPro idea. makes one, but I don't think that's the one they're using because the ones I'm seeing are like kind of tall and skinny and they have like the little round yeah. camera lens at the end. Yeah. The GoPro ones are 400 bucks. Yeah. So that's Instagram has their own camera. Oh, I feel like I don't need that. No, but they're about. It looks like they're about two to three hundred dollars. Yeah, or two to four hundred dollars, depending. But I like the fact that it's physically mounted to something, so then you don't have to worry about all that weird follow shit. Yeah, well, and they, it would be cool actually to do, um, like put one on the motorcycle would be pretty right. Because cool. my my buddy's out in New York right now, and he's got one that he's got on like a selfie stick or something like that, and it 
self edits out of it's, it's it's so weird how does it know i don't know but it just self edits the stick out yeah because it's just a black stick right? right yeah interesting but the funny thing is you can see he's holding because he's got his hand like yeah, making looks, a fist it's like that uh do you remember the video of the dude rollerblading yeah he gets hit by the car he's holding one of those right it looks weird because he's just got his hand, hand out. out yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so i told him like dude you need to get like a mount for your backpack so it just goes straight up over your head i've so seen that, that that way your hands are free right and it doesn't and then it edits what is that, he doing He's he's in New York with his daughter, and so they're going to all the landmarks and oh, stuff cool. like that. And so, yeah. it's, and because New York doesn't allow drones, he's using the 360 camera to yeah, kind of yeah. get some of those right. same experiential shots. That's cool. So I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But I, what's what's interesting is that like, so I'm looking at one right now called Insta 360. Yes, that's the one that I think it is. Um, and it says the only reason I clicked on it because they have a motorcycle kit. Um, but what's weird is it. So it's to your point, it's like a candy bar shape. Yes. Right with a lens at the top. I'm assuming one on the back. I think it's just two, yeah, 180 degree lenses or something. Yeah, and they must be 180s. So there's got there's got to be a gap though. So my buddy took a selfie outside his hotel room window. Yeah, and you can pan all the way around the image. I don't know how it does that's, it. That's so cool. But there, yeah, you're right. You would expect there to be some visual limitation, like maybe at the bottom where the stick goes into the camera, like that's where the the image stops. Yeah, but I don't know. It's so crazy. I mean, it's there. There's, you know, video. It's reframing an invisible selfie stick. Yeah, I my like I've got some automotive uh, YouTuber buddies, and they use like those types of cameras, like stuck to the back of the car on a whip, and they're able to to pan and control the the, and it looks like a drone is following the vehicle. Yeah, so I mean, like it have like this this video. So I'm on their website, and there's a video of a dude doing a backflip on a dirt bike, and it's got Horizons lock. That's rad. That's so cool. So. I did not need this until today. Yeah, I, I took a, I did a time lapse video of my drive up Pikes Peak. Right. On a on a cheap GoPro session, I haven't actually compiled the video yet, but I've I've captured it. But my whole thing is like I, I capture the footage, I just don't want to do anything with it afterwards. Like I don't want to deal with yeah. the editing or or any of that other stuff. So even though this 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 three sixty view is this live three sixty camera is pretty rad. Yeah. Going through editing, capturing the horizon, locking it. Oh. Well, if you look at, if you go look at the BMW, it's got a bunch of GoPro mounts on it. Yeah. But I have hours of footage that I've never done anything with. Yeah. I did. I filmed a whole ride. I like week long ride. I did with my dad. Yeah. I went so far as to make a, essentially like a preview yeah. of the ride and never actually rendered anything it, past that. It, yeah. Like it's just, it's so, it's a lot. So they actually have one that the same company, you can swap lenses. They have different lenses. Oh, wow. Which is Maybe that's the future is, is so you have these companies like GoPro and, and these other things, you know, like um, Sony has an action camera. Uh-huh. Just being a service that just takes your action camera footage and edits, and edits it, it for you yeah. and then charges you for it and sends it to you and you're done. Because I know I would probably pay for it if it was decently priced. Yeah. I mean, and so I guess this like, company, say for example, like your, your motorcycle footage, your father's son trip, like, would yeah. you pay like a hundred bucks to get it edited and done? Not at this point. Because it's been so, <laughs> it's because been it's been long. so long. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, I have, I have footage of, uh, all over Western Canada, like n- the Pacific Northwest, all kinds of Cause stuff. Cause I, I have footage from like, you know, some of our earlier uh, trips to Hawaii snorkeling with like the sea turtles and stuff. Oh yeah. That's cool. And so I edited some of those down, but it's been so long since I've seen that footage. Yeah. Like I would totally give the raw data to somebody, let them do whatever what they, they could do, chop it up, do with it. And then 
at that point, I would have the appreciation for it just because it's been so long since I've had those sure. memories that it, it had value. Otherwise, it's just sitting on an SD card not doing anything. That makes sense. I would. I think it would be cool to – what I should do is take my GoPro. I keep saying I need to do this. Take my GoPro and uh, just let my nephew screw around with it. Yeah. And take it in the pool. And like, I've right. been meaning to do that so, forever. So I, I – my uh, – my brother was down in uh, in Orange County over the weekend because he his um, soon to be stepson is playing in a little league tournament. Oh, okay. So they they live in Torrance. Yeah. But they were playing in, in Irvine, and so he was figuring out his new fancy GoPro Hero Ten. Dude, it's crazy. I think mine's like a Hero Two. Yeah. Yeah. I've got I think I got a five or a six, but he bought the ten because they're going on a family vacation to the Bahamas, and he wanted a way of capturing all the footage, and I was uh-huh. like you're not going to use the camera as much as you think you will. Right. Like you buy it cause you want to capture these memories, but then you realize your phone does just as easily, but he did it for the underwater footage. And I told him I just bought, that's the reason why I bought the GoPro session. Cause it was the cheapest camera right. that could do all that crap. And I didn't need the, the replaceable batteries or, or the, uh, the LCD display. Well, but, what I found out was that, but I kind of want this 360 yeah i'm camera. looking at this and i the more i look at it the more i want it but the what i found out was, was kind of i don't know i guess irritating in a way was you the batteries are always dead and i have like four batteries so when i'm on trips and i've got gopro and stuff with me you end up in the hotel i've got my intercom so like my bluetooth needs to charge my um, even all these things that need dude, to, the yeah. gopro all the gopro batteries i've got my um my sos beacon right my tracker that has to be charged i've got you know my gps sometimes loses charge on the bike i've got my phone like you end up with <laughs> i have an extension cord and like a little mini power strip that i take with me because of all that stuff oh wow and so you go into a hotel or whatever like you know i have power bricks that i'll charge and yeah. use those sometimes yeah the backup if batteries. i'm camping or whatever yep. yeah like it's it becomes ridiculous like i thought about taking my slr with me um at one point on some motorcycle trips but realized like it's just not it's just not a situation that's easy enough on to do you know what i mean yeah it's just you end up with so much stuff but this thing is pretty cool actually <laughs> and so it's not instagram i, I apologize no it's, it's just, just called, called insta, insta 360. 360 yeah yeah yeah. it's pretty rad I, I don't know the other thing that would be interesting is just kind of like the 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 vrbo being able to rent a camera for the weekend right you can't what buying it and returning it or no, like, no, no, no that's one way to do it no i'm I, I think there are companies that do that i'm sure there are but yeah. it would it would make sense because it I mean, totally makes sense because like then, you can rent lenses from sammy's yes and i've seen so, the camera the camera lens rentals and stuff yeah. and, and i know there are companies that specialize in like prosumer camera gear like the right. the, the, the massive glass lenses and yep. stuff like that and so you can rent those things like because I, I have photographer buddies that'll rent a lens for a wedding or something that they don't have in their assortment or whatever um but this would be i think more of like the consumer friendly travel version of it but it would make sense. I mean, I would totally pay maybe 75 bucks to try it out for a weekend, yeah, which would be still cool. be cheaper than spending 400 500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. plus accessories. And, and it, all that it looks like this one, too, uses the same mounts that the GoPro uses. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's smart. Yeah. So, dude, that'd be pretty cool, actually. Huh. Things you didn't know. They have a little, they actually have a little waist strap. So you can put a really long stick. Oh, and okay. Uh, and out behind you, basically. That'd be kind of fun. Kind of cool. It's clever. Yeah. Yeah, they've got it's just a um, like an article that I'm tells you. I'm surprised they're not even. 
oh, I'm, I'm sure this is kind of similar to how like they do like the, the Google Street View, right? I mean, they could do the same type of thing for like parks and stuff and walk through and then yeah. do Google Maps so you can see inside a park or wherever. Google Street View is a very interesting thing. I had a little hand in that. Yeah. Yeah. Way oh back yeah. In you, the day. Yeah. You were building Subarus for that, right? Yeah. Well, they they bought all the cars from the store I was working at at the time, and then we helped them with some of the like figuring out of how some of that would work. And dude, I actually got in trouble because I ordered. 800 of some part uh, literally ordered everything out of the country it was a, a jumper wire that we needed uh, it was an accessory piece and i got a phone call and like, you can't do that I was like, well i did yep and they're paid for they're yep. sold gimme gimme so uh but yeah i mean i i had never really thought about necessarily a lot of these action cameras and 360 cams but the more you look at it it's cool but to you know what we're talking about i don't know how often would we use it how or, do you use it and are you what are you going to do with, with it? the footage right right i mean it's cool to capture it all but then what well, like again, I have, I mean, I have one of those. Well, it doesn't work with the new phone, but I have one of those DJI stabilized deals. Yeah, and I've got one of their little mini cameras that has the yeah. you know, the, the gimbal what on is it. it. The Osmo? Gim- yeah, po- yeah, a Pocket Two or whatever. Okay, or Pocket. I don't know if it's two. I think it's the first one. But anyways, I have you know that kind yeah, of stuff. I thought those would be cool too. I had my eyes on that for like capturing Grayson's like literally games yeah. or something with. But I used when I got them, I used them a lot because I used them for client projects. Yeah, and then now that I don't. Need mess them. with them that much i don't use them the the big gimbal doesn't work with the new phones are too heavy or too too large physically right. um so there is one you could buy but that's another piece of equipment the little one for whatever reason it's having an issue where when you hit record it only records for four or five seconds at a time oh weird. so i don't know what's wrong with it yeah um and again they're always dead right that's the other hard part is like stuff is just flat dead um but if you do want an insta 360 right now they are doing prime day deals Ooh. Prime Day deals usually suck. Well, uh, you can get just the stand. The motorcycle kit is normally five oh six. It's on sale for four fifty five. That's not terrible. the regular one. It's four thirty. It's on sale for three eighty seven. So it's a little bit of a deal. It's a little bit of a deal, yeah. But they've got they have all kinds of weird <laughs> kits and stuff. Anyways, it pretty cool. I would be down if I could figure out a use. Otherwise, well, everybody can figure out the dog. Everybody can figure out a use for like the the first couple of times, and then after that, it's like, then what? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're a Insta creator, influence bot, whatever, then sure. Yes, but if you're a van lifer, <laughs> but we're not those people. No, I mean, I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Um, anyways, pretty cool. Yeah, so, we we are uh, approaching a, a very long timeline here on this podcast. Well, somebody episode. will be happy about it. We could just cheat. And then record the other intro for episode 68 and then cut and slice this thing up and add like a two-part cliffhanger. I feel like um, <laughs> what you're doing right now is remember that whole thing with the footage? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, not doing work. It. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's more work than I'm willing to do. Yeah. So this is going to be an episode. I like it, though. It's yeah, good. It's, it's been good. It well, started it, off kind of slow. It, it's been a while, right? So it, it has is been what a while. it is. One last thing before we go. If you have another, like, I don't know, you need another TV show to watch. Only murders in the building. It's uh, Steve Martin short. I, yeah. Guess Steve I, Martin and Martin short. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Uh, and and it there's is, a deaf guy in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's deaf guy and uh, Selena Gomez. I think is who she is. She's yeah. That singer girl. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, it's actually quirky in a great way. Okay. Really delightful, and it's a sen- they're actually doing a podcast about in the it? show. Oh no, no no like the show is about a murder. That happens in the building in New York that they live in. Oh, weird. but they do a podcast trying to, to figure, figure out, out who the murder was. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Is it funny? Is it's, it? It's quirky. 
But I don't know what you mean by that. Is yeah, it? It, it is funny, like, but it's not like, ha, 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 funny. Okay. It's like, ah, oh, it's quirky. And I mean, it's Martin Short. Yeah. Right. And Steve Martin. Right. So, so those two, I, I would expect to see, have some like laughter or some chuckles. Yeah, there is laughter, but okay. it's also not like a, it's not like ha, 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 ha. It's like awkward funny. In, is it kind of like of Clue where there's like some plot twist and you're trying to figure out who actually did it oh, while yeah, you're watching this? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a couple twists. Okay. Like, I did not call the last episode. But then, so they have a season two that came out, which is why I started watching season one. Because Is there a different murder? Do they solve I, the I actually, murder? I have no idea what happens in season two. I don't know what the... I'm assuming the premise is the same, but do they have another murder in the same you, building? You, I don't know. I was going to say, you you find out who the, who did it at the end of the first season, right? It, I just... So I'm halfway through the very last episode, and I just found out who did it. Okay. Who done it. Who dumped it? And was it at all anybody you thought it was going to be? Um, Do no, they, not like, really. Like, and then you kind of go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, kind of thing, right. Yeah. yeah, one of those sort of things. But it is, um, yeah, I, I found it quite delightful. So if anybody needs a random show recommendation, it's on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, I can't help you. You've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> don't have Hulu? You've got problems. Yeah. And on that plug, let's get the hell out of here. For sure. Okay, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast, and for this, we apologize.